Ultimate Sports Talk now presents Waynedale Golden Bears High School Football. We're about 30 minutes away from tonight's kickoff, and it's time for the PNC Bank pregame show, a comprehensive look at tonight's Waynedale Golden Bears game. Brought to you by PNC Bank. PNC Bank, for the achiever in you. PNC Bank, National Association, member FDIC. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Waynedale High School, where tonight the Waynedale Golden Bears are at home taking on the Rittman Indians. I'm Dave Mitchell. Glad to have you along tonight for the PNC Bank pregame show here on UltimateSportsTalk.com. And this evening, you've got a couple of teams that are not only looking for their first conference victory of the year, but they are also looking to stay out of last place in the Wayne County Athletic League. Rittman 2-5 and five on the season overall. They're 0-4 in conference play, same as the Bears, and the Bears are 0-7 overall. The winner of this game will probably stay out of last place, and that would be a great accomplishment for either team. And ironically, if you look at last week's scores between these two ball clubs, both teams gave up 55 points. The Bears lost at Dalton 55 to nothing, and Rittman fell at Northwestern 55 to 6. Now, in the game that Waynedale played at Dalton, it was the first time that the Bears were held scoreless all the year. They were not only beaten on the scoreboard, but actually the team looks like a mash unit heading into tonight's game. They were beat up last week physically. Colton Purdy, the wide receiver, kick returner, punter, and secondary mate is out for the season. He went down with an ACL injury, or what appeared to be an ACL injury. They'll know more when they get the results of the MRI coming up on Monday, but he is definitely out for the season. Matt Zimmerly, the number two receiver on this team and defensive back, he's out tonight also with a damaged right elbow. He may be back for the final two games of the year. Derek Reber had a bruised collarbone last week, but he will play. We probably will not see him run the football a lot tonight. And that is basically the three of the four offensive weapons that the Bears have, other than Logan Stanley, who appears to be fine and healthy and ready to tote the ball. I would expect that Logan is probably going to get anywhere between 20 to 25 touches here this evening for the Bears in this game. As far as the Bears, what do they need to do to show progress for the next three games? Well, not only would a win help, but scoring in the second half would be a big thing for them. And keep the clock running in the second half is another. We talked last week about the Dalton and Rittman games here back-to-back in these past two weeks. And when you played the schedule game at the beginning of the season, you would think that those two games would be a pair of games that the Bears would be a possibility to win. Well, it didn't happen last week and this week. They've got a tough matchup against a team that head coach Levi Nelson of the Indians has got on the right track. He has really done a good job with this Rittman program in his third year. He's got nine wins in his career, 18 losses, but last year they were 5-5, five and five and they were a tough, tough ball club to beat last year. This year, they are led by quarterback Todd Ramsire, who moved over from wide receiver to quarterback this year. He leads the team in passing and rushing, and defensively, they're led by one heck of an athlete, Manny Garza. Not only a pitcher, but as a wrestler and as a football player, Manny Garza, just one heck of an athlete for the Rittman Indians, and he is their leading tackler on defense. These two teams met on October 16th a year ago, and Waynedale defeated the Indians over at Rittman 38-7. In that game, 
Reed Stanley ran for a season-high 170 yards and three scores in the Bears' win. Todd Ramsire had a 32-yard touchdown run, and that was the only score of the night for the Indians. At all time, Waynedale leads the series 32 wins against Rittman's 21 wins, but four of the games have ended up in ties. Well, there's some good news coming out of Columbus at the state golf tournament with Brianna Potts. We'll go over that. What happened last night around the area in Waynedale Athletics, and we'll check out the college football scoreboard for tomorrow and the Wayne County Athletic League standings. We'll just go over a lot coming up on after this break on the PNC Bank pregame show. Know how much you're spending and on what each and every month. Know you're on track with your bills and upcoming payments. Know when money is coming in and going out. Know you have an entire cheering section at PNC Bank with PNC Virtual Wallet. Because when you can see your money clearly, you always know where you stand. PNC Virtual Wallet can help you simplify your finances, track and budget your spending, and save for the future. To get started and open a PNC Virtual Wallet today, visit pnc.com slash virtual wallet pnc bank for the achiever in you pnc bank national association member fdic pnc bank dave mitchell back here at waynedale high school we're about 20 minutes away from the kickoff of tonight's game between the Bears and the Indians, and I'm flying solo tonight. My partner, Tim Ebert, down in Columbus as part of his duties as the assistant girls golf coach. And he saw Brianna Potts earlier this afternoon at the state meet shoot a 79. So she is in the top 10 so far in the state golf meet. If she finishes in the top 10, she gains all Ohio honors. We'll talk with Melinda Bates about Brianna Potts' round coming up at halftime tonight on our broadcast. But last night at girls volleyball, Waynedale's 3-0 win over Northwestern gave the Lady Bears a share of the WCAL championship. They finished up 13-1 in the conference, 17-5 overall. They finished tied with Dalton, who is 17-2 on the season, and they were 13-1 overall also. Now, Bears coach Jody Schilling was just thrilled with the league title after the game. Yes, we're very thrilled with this uh, singing in the locker room after the game. Yes, we were really <laughs> excited about this uh, second county championship for us. Was this the first goal you had for this team this year? Yes, it's uh, it's on a poster in our locker room. Our first goal is to win the WCAL. Well, the last time they won it was in 2013, so they got away with the conference championship this year. You can also hear that entire interview with Schilling and Sammy Ice after the game last night, and that will also be heard at halftime here this evening. Also in boys soccer last night, it was Triway defeating Waynedale 4 to 1. Now tomorrow in cross country, Waynedale is running at the Wayne County Athletic League Championships that begins at 9. In girls soccer, Waynedale will be at Northwestern at 7 o'clock tomorrow night and in boys soccer here at the high school, the Bears will entertain Northwestern. Tomorrow in college football, Worcester 1 and 4, 1 and 3 in the NCAC will be at Oberlin. Ashland 5 and 1 overall this year is at Lake Erie and the big one, Ohio State, playing at Wisconsin tomorrow night at Camp Randall Stadium, and that will be at 8 o'clock. You can see that game on ABC tomorrow night. 
Last week around the Wayne County Athletic League, let's take a look at the scores and then we'll go over the standings heading into tonight's action. Chippewa defeated Smithville 23-20. to It was Norway demolishing Hillsdale 48-13. And as we said, Northwestern defeating Rittman by a score of 55-6. to So heading into tonight's action... It is Northwestern and Norwayne on top of the conference at 4-0, and they are playing tonight. Northwestern is at Norwayne in a game that's going to kick off here in about 20 minutes over in Creston. In second place all by themselves is Dell. Then comes Hillsdale and Chippewa at 2-2, two and two, Smithville at 1-3, and three, and Rittman and Waynedale are 0-4 heading into conference play tonight. As far as the Ohio Cardinal Conference is concerned last week, it was Lexington edging Worcester 14-3. Lexington has got a whale of a defense. They've given up only 56 points this year for an average of 8 points per game. Senior smashed West Holmes 63-28. It was Ashland over Mount Vernon 49-36. And Clear Fork beat Madison 31-28. So in the OCC, Lexington leads it with a 4-0 mark. Senior is right behind them, though, at 3-0. Then comes Ashland at 2-1. Worcester 2-2. West Holmes 1-2. Clear Fork 1-3. And and Madison is at 0-4. And if you say, why have they not played the same amount of games? It is because they are one game or one team shy. And Mount Vernon's going to be joining the league next year. Orville popped out of the league this year. And Mount Vernon will be taking their place next year. As far as the pack is concerned, what happened last week, Triway defeated Tuslaw 28-21. It was Manchester over Orville 42-7. So in the pack, Manchester, after going 0-3 in the preseason schedule, they're now 4-0. Then comes Indian Valley at 3-1. Orville and Tuslaw, along with Triway and Fairless, are all at 2-2. Tusky Valley 1-3 and and CBCA is at 0-4. So tonight, we already told you about the Northwestern Norway game. It's also Hillsdale at Chippewa. That's another big game, and Smithville will be at Dalton. The loser of that game is probably out of the playoff chase. And the pack CBCA is at Triway. Orville goes to Fairless. Tusky Valley will be in Tuslaw. And in the OCC, it's West Holmes at Lexington. Worcester goes to Senior. And then independently, Loudonville will play at Danville. So what's happening as far as the playoffs are concerned? Well, in Division Five, Region 18, Norway is on top with a 6-1 and one mark, and then comes Eastwood. Northwestern is at number three this week. At number four is Edison, Columbus Academy five, Marion Pleasant six, Swanton number seven, and Chippewa rolls in at number eight. Another local team that is in the hunt, but out of the top eight right now is Worcester Triway, and they are at number 12. In Division 6, Region 21, you've got Kirtland, number 1, St. Thomas Aquinas, 2, Cuyahoga Heights, 3. The only local team in the top 8 is Dalton with their 5-2 and two mark. Then at number 10 is Hillsdale, also at 5-2. and two. And then in Division 2, Region 7, you've got Maslin at number 1, and Worcester right now would be out of the playoffs. They are the 10th seeded team in the playoffs in Division 2. Rittman 2-5, and five, they're 0-4 in the Wayne County Athletic League. As we told you, they are 2-2 two and two at home, but they are 0-3 oh on the road. Levi Nelson in his third year as head coach, 9-18 and 18 overall. Last year, they finished up 5-5, five and five, and last week, they fell big to Northwestern, 55-6. We said it last year, and it continues this year. Nelson is doing a great job over at Rittman and changing the culture and rebuilding the Rittman program. And this is a school that has only made the playoffs twice since 1924. Yeah, 1924. 
They run the pistol and a 50-shade defense, which basically means that the six players that they have in the defensive backfield, they'll bring up a couple to play linebacker and play a shell of the four-man defensive backs. That's what a 50-shade is, and you'll see that a lot. Now, normally, Manny Garza, who's their leading tackler this year, he's going to stay at that linebacker position, but he could drop off and pick somebody coming out of the backfield if you're going to run somebody out into a pass pattern. Now, Ramsire and Garza were the top two tacklers last year, and this year, Garza is one of the top tacklers, well, not one of, the top tackler for the Rittman Indians. He's got 71 tackles and two for losses, but strangely enough, he doesn't have any sacks this year. Ramsire leads the team in passing yards with 845 and rushing yards, 489. Rittman coming in, averaging 18.7 points a game and giving up 32, so they've got a negative difference of 13.3. We're about 15 minutes away from the kickoff of tonight's game. I'm Dave Mitchell flying solo tonight on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Waynedale getting set to take on Rittman. We'll be back to talk to head coach Matt Zirkel. We'll do that right after this timeout. Know how much you're spending and on what each and every month. Know you're on track with your bills and upcoming payments. Know when money is coming in and going out. Know managing your finances is a touchdown with PNC Virtual Wallet. Simplify your finances, track and budget your spending, and save for the future. Learn more at pnc.com slash virtual wallet. PNC Bank for the achiever in you. PNC Bank, National Association, member FDIC. PNC Bank. Welcome back to Waynedale High School. I'm Dave Mitchell. Waynedale enters this game looking for their first win of the year. They're 0-7 on the season, 0-4 in the Wayne County Athletic League under 11-year head coach Matt Zerker. His career record, 57 wins against 55 defeats. And the Bears are looking to overcome injury problems here tonight. Who's going to be playing? It's going to be mostly the youngsters, the freshmen and the sophomores. Colton Purdy is out. He'll find out the results of his MRI on Monday. Matt Zimmerly is out tonight with a damaged right elbow, and Derek Reber will be playing. And earlier this week, we talked with head coach Matt Zerker about the injury problems and just what the Bears have to do tonight to win this football game against Ripman. Matt, as we look back on last week's game against Dalton, for the last four games, you know, things for this team have started out well, but boy, when they turn bad, they sure do turn bad in a hurry, don't they? Yeah, absolutely. You know, Friday night again, you know, it was the end of the first quarter, it was 7 nothing. We had a couple opportunities to, to drive and get points and uh, left some plays and opportunities out on the field. You know, we dropped a touchdown pass on the one drive and missed a field goal at the end of the other drive. And, um, you know, it's 7 nothing, and you're just feeling okay about yourselves. And um, all of a sudden, bam, that second quarter, the, the gates are unloosed again, and uh, you're staring up at a big deficit. Physically, I didn't think Dalton was as physical as as some other teams, but we came out of this thing with a lot of injuries. First of all, what's the status of Colton Purdy after last week? Yeah, Colton's still not 100% sure what uh, his injury is with his knee, but um, it's going to be significant enough that he's probably done with football uh, here for the last three weeks. Um, we're just keeping our, our fingers crossed and him in our prayers open that it's not uh, a long-term issue for him. How about Derek Reber? Uh, Derek had a, a bruised collarbone. Uh, x-rays were negative after the game Friday night. And you've got Matt Zimmerly also who left the ball game with an elbow injury. What's his status? Yeah, we're, we're not expecting Matt to be back this week. Don't know that it'll be a long-term issue, but, 
more than likely he will not be with us uh, tonight. So what kind of changes do you make, Matt, with, of course, your best receiver out, your quarterback, maybe not even at full strength, and Zimmerle, who's your second best receiver, may or may not play. So what do you do? What kind of changes do you make to your offensive philosophy? Well, you got to find ways to move the football. And so, you know, you want to get your, in general, you always want to get your best 11 players on the field. Um, you know, we've been able to do that as much as we can. And um, But when you lose your two best perimeter kids, um, and your quarterback might be a little bit limited uh, with him seeing how he's feeling or depending on how he's feeling, um, you got to find a way to move the ball. So uh, might be able to get back and get a little more physical this week, put an extra lineman or a fullback back in the game or a tight end back in and um, find ways to grind out some first downs and hopefully finish in the end zone. Just what do you expect from, from Reber this week? I mean, he's got the bruised collarbone. Is is his throwing back to normal, or is he going to be hindered with his throwing this week? You know, he's progressed well throughout the week, um, you know, and has really uh, um, shown that he's capable of throwing the ball the way he was before. Uh, you know, the big thing is is when you go through a game, um, you know, if you're re-aggravated or, you know, uh, get it to start being painful again, you know, how he will respond to that. So, um, he hasn't had any contact during the week, and that thing's been allowed to rest and heal up. And, uh, you know, hopefully we can get him through Friday night without having to take many shots. All year long you've said that this was a learning season for these kids because they're so young. But I want to ask you, as far as coaching this team, what have you learned about yourself and, and your coaching abilities as far as coaching this team? Yeah, it's always a challenge when you go through uh, uh, any adversity, whether it's a game of football, a game of life, and obviously, you know, this has been an adverse season for us, and um, you know, for us, it's just stay positive, continuing to grind, um, continuing to do the things that allowed you to be successful in the past, and, um, and that's the preparation, that's the hard work, you know, that's preparing things, and, um, you know, staying true to who you are and what you are with that process, and um, it doesn't matter what the scoreboard says or what the wins and losses are. Um, you know, we got to coach them up from Monday through Saturday and for 48 minutes on Friday night. And that's what our staff has continued to try to do. Matt, do you and the staff talk much this week? Have you talked much this week to the team about not only winning this game, but it gives you the opportunity to stay out of last place? Uh, what we've talked about is putting our best foot forward and, you know, and continuing that process of what we've done for the last eight weeks. And, um, you know, we've seen, seen small victories during the week. We've seen kids improve in certain areas. Um, some kids have grown their toughness and abilities and fundamentals, those sorts of things, but we haven't seen that continue for 48 minutes. Friday night, they got a chance to play a team that, you know, is as close to our level as we've seen all year. And so, uh, being at home and being one of our seniors last games, we want to put that best foot forward and um, go out there and compete for 48 minutes and hopefully, you know, turn things in our favor. You know, Nelson's done a pretty good job. We talked about this last year with, with his Ritman program. This year might have been just a little bit of a step backward, but they've got two ball players, Matt, in, in Ramsire and Garza that are real good athletes, aren't they? Yeah, they're good kids, and uh, you know, Ramsire really sticks out on film. Uh, he's quarterback in safety form last year. You know, he played wide receiver, and in our game against us, played some running back. Fast, fast kid. He's a kid that if you like get to the edge, you know, he can take it to the house from any distance. And 
Um, you know, definitely presents some problems there. And Garza's a, a physical kid, plays linebacker, and move him around a little bit on offense. We've seen him, you know, a little bit more out out wide at times, and then uh, seems more recently he's been in the backfield some. So uh, definitely uh, a couple kids you have to keep your eye on. Seems to be a winnable game, Matt, isn't it? If you can shut down those two kids, especially Ramsire, because it's going to be easy to find. He's going to be the kid with the ball all the time. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's it's just they're going out there and, and executing the game plan and then tackling. You know, and we got to take care of the football, and when we get opportunities to score, put it in the end zone, and yeah, you get a little bit of positive momentum. These kids have really, you know, done well when we've done some positive things. It's when things haven't gone well, and so that's what we got to fight through again Friday night. Well, Matt, we'll talk to you afterwards. Good luck tonight. Thank you, Dave. Know how much you're spending and on what each and every month. Know you're on track with your bills and upcoming payments. Know when money is coming in and going out. Know managing your finances is a touchdown with PNC Virtual Wallet. Because when you can see your money clearly, you always know where you stand. PNC Virtual Wallet can help you simplify your finances, track and budget your spending, and save for the future. To get started and open a PNC Virtual Wallet today, visit pnc.com slash virtual wallet. PNC Bank, for the achiever in you. PNC Bank, National Association, member FDIC. PNC Bank. Well, taking a look at the injury report for tonight, it is massive as far as the Bears are concerned. Colton Purdy with his knee injury is out for the season. Matt Zimmerly with a right elbow injury will not play tonight. Derek Reber will play tonight with that bruised collarbone, but he probably will not run the football very much, and we'll see just how well and how effectively he can throw the football, and when he's throwing the football, who he will be throwing the football Two, because the two wide receivers in Purdy and Zimmerly are out tonight. Ty Straits is going to continue to play with that turf toe injury. Cole Geyser, still with a broken finger, he's playing. And Kyle Ice, of course, is out for the season with the finger ligament injury. As of this point, I don't know who's more injured. The Waynedale Golden Bears or the Cleveland Browns? And that's the question that the Browns will probably have to find out this Sunday. As far as the keys to tonight's ball game for Ritman, they want to get off to a fast start and not give the Bears any thoughts about winning here this evening. Both these teams are winless in the conference, so it's anybody's ball game here tonight. We're expecting a good one here from Waynedale High School. And as far as the Bears are concerned, their goals tonight, the keys to the game, first things first, you've got to score in the second half. There's no way they can win this football game without scoring any points in the second half, and they've got to do one thing well this evening, and that one thing can either be the run or the pass. It doesn't matter. They've just got to be able to do one thing well tonight offensively, and that's either run the ball or pass the ball. I'm Dave Mitchell flying solo tonight here on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Wayne Dale coming in at 0-7, 0-4 in the Wayne County Athletic League against Rittman, 2-5, and 0-4 in conference play. We'll be back with the kickoff next on UltimateSportsTalk.com. You've been listening to an Ultimate Sports Talk presentation of the PNC Bank pregame show. Brought to you by PNC Bank. For the achiever in you, PNC Bank, National Association, member FDIC. The game is next.
on UltimateSportsTalk.com. My name is Tom Finks, and I'm the son of former NFL executive Jim Finks. Sadly, Dad did not see himself become a member of the Pro Football Hall of Fame. He died at 66 from a lifetime of smoking. My name is Lori Zizuk. My husband, Randy, did not live to see my two sons grow to have families of their own. Randy died at the age of 47 from a lifetime of smoking. Today, we're asking for your support of the American Lung Association and its fight against lung cancer. Together, Tom and I are helping to spread the word about lung cancer, a disease that causes more deaths than breast, colon, liver, and prostate cancer combined. One way which you can offer your help is through a donation to Christmas seals. By putting this seal on every holiday card this season, you can help the fight for better lung health and make the new year a little brighter. Please visit ChristmasSeals.org to learn more and to help Tom and I put an end to lung cancer once and for all. job to do. That's win. That means you stay focused for four quarters. Know your assignments and finish on every play. Don't be looking for shortcuts and don't even think about making excuses. Because if you want the W, you're going to have to earn it. Ultimate Sports Talk now presents Waynedale Golden Bears High School Football. Tonight's game is brought to you by the Spidel Funeral Home in two locations, Mount Eaton and in Brewster. Yoder Builders of Orville, the Harvest Market in Apple Creek, the Fire and Ice Pub in Fredericksburg, Ivan Weaver Construction in Fredericksburg, Murphy's Promotions, the Apple Creek Drive-Thru, Casa de Sassi in Apple Creek, Shelf Brothers Farms, Miller Custom Exteriors, Troyer Signs, Dutch Quality Stone, Deb's Den in Apple Creek, Weaver Custom Homes, Reaver Milk Transport of Apple Creek, Clayzak Kitchen and Bath, and Troyer Roofing. Now let's go to the field for this Waynedale Golden Bears High School football game. It is a beautiful night for football, a great autumn night here on the 14th of October 2016. Good evening, everyone. Welcome here on UltimateSportsTalk.com to Waynedale High School, where tonight the Waynedale Golden Bears, looking for their first victory of the year, entertain the Ritman Indians, who are 2-5, and five, and they're looking for their first conference victory. Also, they are 4-0. and oh. The Bears come into this one, as we said on the pregame show, looking like a mash unit. They have got their top two receivers out of tonight's ballgame. And Colton Purdy, who's out for the year, it appears he's got an ACL injury. And they'll find out more on Monday when they get the results of the MRI that he had yesterday. But he is definitely out for the rest of the season. And Matt Zimmerly is not playing here tonight. He has got the second most catches for the Bears this year. He has a right elbow injury, and he is unable to play here this evening. But he may be back for the last two games of the regular season. It's a good crowd here from Waynedale, a sparse crowd over across the way on the new bleachers for the Ritman Indians. But as I said, you've got the moon coming up across the way, staring us right in the face. And it is just a gorgeous night here for high school football. For the Indians, well, 
when they have the football, you're not going to have to look too far to find it because Todd Ramsire, who moved from wide receiver to quarterback this year, is not only their leading passer, of course, but he's also their leading rusher heading into tonight's game. He's got eight touchdown runs on the year. 93 rushes, 489 yards. He's got 1,334 yards of total offense. He's completing 53% of his passes, but we'll have to wait to see him because the Indians are going to kick it off here to get this one underway here this evening. Rittman in their road white jerseys with black pants and black numerals, red trim. And for Waynedale, they're in their home brown uniforms with gold pants, gold numerals, and white trim. And to answer the first question, since Purdy and Zimmerly are out and they normally run back the kickoffs for the Bears, who will be running back the kickoffs tonight? It's going to be Jarrett Varner. So Varner back, number 23, the sophomore. He'll be returning this kickoff for Bryce Poston for the Rittman Indians, the six-foot sophomore. Waynedale will be going from left to right across your computer screen. Poston puts his right foot into it. It'll be taken in by Varner at his 15-yard line, right up the middle to the 20, 25, out to the 30. He's struggling forward and dives across the 35-yard line, and that's where he has stopped after a 20-yard return for Jarrett Varner. And the Bears will start first and 10 at their own 35-yard line. Derek Reaver with that bruised collarbone is going to be starting here tonight for the Bears at quarterback. And for Reber this year, he has completed 43% of his passes, 61 for 141 attempts, 836 yards, and he has two touchdowns, five interceptions. He'll start out in the shotgun. Logan Stanley moves to the right. Now the Bears shift their alignment as they go with a wing formation. And the pitch out comes to Stanley around the right-hand side. He gets it across the 35 and struggles forward to the 36-yard line for a gain of a yard. Tim Ebert down in Columbus tonight, so I'll be doing the game by myself for you here tonight. And at halftime, we'll be talking with Melinda Bates, the Waynedale girls golf coach, about what Brianna Potts did this afternoon, shooting a 79 down at State. She's in the top 10. Gage Gray goes out wide to the left-hand side. Slot left is Chase Murphy. Reber out of the pistol. Moves Stanley over to the right. Ball in the near hash mark. Reber handoff right up the middle. It goes to Stanley. Stanley struggles forward, and he may get out to the 37-yard line for another gain of a yard. We're expecting Stanley to get somewhere in the area of around 20 to 25 touches tonight. Now, he may be the intended receiver on a lot of passes here tonight, too. Now, Varner comes into the ball game, and also checking in for Waynedale is Luke McCreary, sophomore, 6'1", 140 pounds. McCreary's going to go out wide to the left. Gray slot left. Slot right is Varner. Now, moving to the right of Reber out of the pistol is Stanley. Rolling out to the right is Reber, and he throws the ball incomplete. It was in the breadbasket. Uh, Varner and a flag comes in late on the play. Looked like a good defensive play by the defensive back for Rittman, who is number 12, and that is Evan Ringer. But let's see what that penalty will be. Your officials for tonight's ball game. 
Mark McDonald is the referee, and he's going to single the penalty, and it is pass interference against Rittman. So the 15-yard penalty against the Indians gives the Bears the initial first down of the evening. And that will take it inside Rittman territory and down to the 48-yard line is where the Bears will have it. First and 10. They go in the wing formation. Moving over to the right-hand side now is Stanley. Ball right in the middle of the gray. Moves in motion. Now Reaver's going to keep it around the right-hand side. across Down across the 45 and down to the 42-yard line on the play for a gain of six. Reaver is not expected to run the football a lot tonight because of that shoulder injury. But he took it around the right end, and that was a designed run. And it's second down four from the 42-yard line. Stanley moves to the right. Varner in motion. Now he gets the ball in the jitter on the right-hand side, and he's going to be hit immediately and dropped on the play by one of the upbacks for Rittman. Tyler Smead. So a loss of two on the play to Jarrett Varner. And it brings up third down and six back at the 44-yard line. We've got no score. 9.30 left to go in the first quarter. Varner goes out wide to the left. Wide right is Cedric Chubb. Ty Straits in the backfield. Now we've got two guys in motion for Waynedale, and Waynedale is going to take a timeout as there's some disillusionment as to what's going on offensively. 9.18 left to go in the first quarter. Your score. Waynedale nothing, and Rittman nothing. Since 1970, Ivan Weaver Construction in Fredericksburg has been a general contractor, earning a reputation for honesty and integrity. They instill those two words into every job. Ivan Weaver Construction is committed to providing quality construction services, specializing in functional buildings at the best possible value. At Ivan Weaver Construction, the goal on every project is to provide first-class, timely, knowledgeable service. Working to build long-term relationships. Ivan Weaver Construction in Fredericksburg, 330-695-3461. Back at Waynedale, where the Bears, after using their first timeout of the first half, Come out on third down and six. Reber with the ball in the near hash mark. Sends McCreary out wide to the left. Chuff out wide right. And Logan Stanley is right behind. And now the Bears shift in motion over to the right-hand side. Ben Farrar. High snap from center, but Reber pulls it down. Gets it off to Stanley right up the middle across the 40. Down to the 39-yard line. He's going to be about a yard shy of the first down after picking up five yards on that carry. So the Bears will be about a yard and a half shy, and they're going to go with a hurry-up offense and try to get the first down quickly. Reber out of the pistol with Stanley to the right of it. Now the Bears shift Farrar over to the right-hand side again. Reber looking for the snap. Gets it. Now gives it to Stanley right up the middle, struggling forward, and it looks like he's got the first down to the 37, maybe the 38-yard line. Chupp is saying that he got the first down. Let's just wait here and see where the officials mark the football, and they'll look across the way at the sticks. And I believe they're going to take a timeout and bring the sticks in and have a look-see at this one. Your officials for tonight's game, as we started to say earlier, your referee is Mark McDonald, the umpire Joe Stahl, the line judge is Mike Kidd, the head linesman John Metzger, and the back judge is Scott Poo. 
And as they bring in the chain crew to check this thing out, Logan Stanley just kept churning his legs, and it looks like he's got it by about half of the football, and he does. So the Bears' drive continues as they are at the 37-yard line of Rittman. They've got it first and 10. Chubb comes out wide to the right-hand side. Werner goes wide left. Bears are running what they term a power formation with Red Hofaker lining up at a fullback spot, but then they shift them over to p- on certain plays. High snap, Reaver pitches it out around the left-hand side to Logan Stanley. Cuts inside a nice block by Hofaker, and he takes it down to the 35-yard line for a gain of three. So far in this initial drive of the night, Stanley has carried the ball five times. And like we said, we expected him to touch the football tonight anywhere between 20 and 25 times. And so far, that's what he has done. Try to keep you up to date on some scores around the area here this evening. And there's a lot of them. One of the most important ones is Northwestern and Norway tonight. 8.04 to go here in the first quarter. Bears second down and seven yards to go. Handoff up the middle to Logan Stanley, but he's going to be stacked up and dropped by Manny Garza and Garrett Yarman of Rittman. So a loss of a yard on the play to Logan Stanley. And we've got a man down for Rittman after that tackle was made. The Bears, when we return... We'll have third down and eight yards to go with 7.44 left in the first quarter and no score from Waynedale High School. Troyer Roofing and Construction is your trusted expert for commercial and residential roofing needs in the area. They specialize in new roofs, repairs, and replacements with either shingles or steel. Troyer Roofing can even perform an energy-efficient restoration that can add years to your existing roof. Family-owned and operated for over 20 years, Troyer Roofing and Construction provides free quotes and professional service. For all your commercial and residential roofing needs, call the best. Troyer Roofing and Construction, 857-7865, or see their website, TroyerRoof.com. Okay, so this Nudible, one of my faves. I start with a nice lean pork tenderloin. Look at that. Nice, right? Saute on medium-high. Brown, ooh, browning. Nicely. Now the broth. It's Asian-inspired and perfect with pork. A dash more sauce. Pork always brings authentic flavor, even when you're home, alone, hosting a fake cooking show. Fresh basil, a lime wedge perfection. Find your flavor at porkbeinspired.com. Pork, be inspired. Back here at Waynedale, Logan Stanley with a handoff off the right side. He's going to cut it across the 10 to the 5. Touchdown! 36-yard touchdown run by Logan Stanley with 7.28 left to go in the first quarter. And for Logan, that is his third touchdown run of the season. And that's his longest touchdown run of the season. But not his longest run of the season. No, excuse me. He's got another touchdown run that was longer than that. And that was at Hillsdale. Max Lemon is the holder since Colton Purdy is out now. Andy Ford will come in to attempt the extra point with 7.28 to go in the quarter. 6-0, Waynedale on top of it. Good snap. Ball is down. Kick by Ford is up, and it will be short and wide left, but there's a flag down on the play thrown by the side judge, and it's a legal procedure against the Bears. So the Bears will have an illegal procedure called against them. 
and I believe Rittman will just decline it. They will. So with 7.28 to go here in the first quarter, your score. It is Waynedale 6 and Rittman nothing. Since 1981, Troyer Signs has provided quality service to those in and out of the Waynedale area. Hundreds of satisfied customers have promoted their businesses with outstanding graphics, interior and exterior signs, commercial or residential. Troyer Signs can do it all. Custom graphics, logo designs, vehicle graphics, banners, and much, much more. Increase your visibility with a high-quality, professional product from Troyer Signs. Stop by just north of Route 250 on Honeytown Road. Visit TroyerSigns.com or call 263-1400. Wayne Dale leads it after Logan Stanley's third touchdown run of the season. 36 yards out. And we've got a lead here in the first quarter of play, something that the Bears haven't had since the Hillsdale game. All right. So it is six to nothing. This really a game to try to both teams to try to stay out of last place in the Wayne County Athletic League. Couple of scores right now. We've got Dalton on top of Smithville by the score of seven to nothing. Garraway leads Malvern seven to nothing. And down in Strasburg, it is East Canton beating Strasburg by the score of seven to nothing. Also, Andy Ford will kick it off and back set to return for. Rittman is Tyler Davis and Davis fumbled the kick back at around his 10 and then drove himself forward to the 15 yard line so Davis with a 5 yard return and that is where Rittman will start it off first and 10 from their own 15 yard line with 7.20 to go here in this first quarter of play nice drive by the Bears to start out the ball game. Todd Ramsire, the quarterback for Rittman. Ramsire, the senior, moved to from run, wide receiver to quarterback this year. Puts LeBeauf, and LeBeauf, who is the back, now that's Manny Garza. Garza lined up beside Ramsire in the back, and he runs it across the 20 and out to the 29-24 yard line for a gain of nine yards on the carry. So Garza puts Rittman in a good situation, second down, and less than a yard to go. Ethan LaBeouf is their leading, second leading rusher. Todd Ramsire is their leading rusher. Ramsire, a 6'1", 175-pound senior, also plays guard on the basketball team. Now Garza moves to the left of Ramsire. They put Davis in motion. Ramsire's going to keep it on the belly dive across the 25 and out to the 30-yard line, very close to the 30 before he's stopped up and tackled by Logan Stanley. Gain of six yards on the carry by Ramsire, and it's a first down for the Rittman Indians. Boy, the... Now Rittman with 6.25 left to go. They huddle up. They don't run the no-huddle offense. They huddle up behind the ball, but they do run the shotgun. Going out wide to the right-hand side is Connor Stewart. Manny Garza lines up in the backfield. Younts, slot left, and moving in motion is Davis, and Davis gets it across the 35, out to the 40. He's going to spin forward and dive towards the 43-yard line, and it's another first down for the Rittman Indians. First carry of the night. 
And it goes for 13 yards for Tyler Davis. And Rittman right now running a rough shot through the Waynedale defense. We're halfway through period number one. We've got a great halftime show for you tonight. Not only are we going to be talking to Melinda Bates, the golf coach, but also Jody Schilling and Sammy Ice coming up here at halftime after their victory last night to win the Wayne County Athletic League. Garza off left guard, stopped up by Chuck and by Gat. Gage Gray, along with Ty Straits, and Garza got maybe about a half a yard on the play, and it brings up second down nine. Just a yard gain out just shy of the 45-yard line with 5.23 to go in period number one. Coming out wide to the left-hand side, Connor Stewart, a sophomore, 5'11", 170-pounder. Younce is out wide to the right, along with Davis. Now Ramsar is going to run the option across midfield into Waynedale territory to the 45, breaks a couple tackles to the 30, up the right side to the 20, to the 15, to the 10, to the 5. Touchdown, Ramsire. 55-yard touchdown run by Todd Ramsire. And Rittman has evened things up here in the first quarter of play with 4.53 left to go in period number one. And it is all tied up at 6-6 after that 55-yard touchdown run. Rittman will come in to bring in Bryce Poston, a six-foot sophomore, 165-pounder, to attempt the extra point. The holder is Tony Ramsire, who's the brother of Todd, the quarterback. He's a 5'9 sophomore. Poston gets the hold down, and the kick is up, and the kick is good. 4.53 left to go in the first quarter of play. Your score, it is Rittman 7 and Waynedale 6. Need a full-service construction firm? Yoder Builders in Oroville specializes in new residential construction, remodeling, finished basements, and masonry work. Make a new man cave in that dingy basement. Add on a new sunroom or deck. Yoder Builders in Oroville offers uncompromising customer satisfaction on every job, from the ground up to a new house and everything else. Call Yoder Builders in Oroville, 330-684-1050. A member of the HBA and proud supporter of Waynedale Athletics. Well, both teams have a great first drive of the evening. Waynedale takes it right down the field. Goes up 6-0, and then Rittman just ran straight through the Waynedale defense on a 55-yard run by Todd Ramsire, and Rittman with the extra point. They lead it 7-6, 4.53 left to go in this first quarter of play. Poston's going to kick it off for the Indians. Back set to return is Jared Barner. He's got Gray in front of him along with Logan Stanley on the far side. Poston had a good kickoff the last time. And let's see as he right puts this one up the field. It's a high end over end kick that Logan Stanley's going to take in at his 16 to the 20. 25 right up the middle to the 30. Struggles forward to the 35 yard line. Nice run back of 19 yards on the play for Logan Stanley. And the Bears will start at first and 10 at their own 35, which ironically is where they started it at the first time they had the football. 4.47 left to go in this first quarter as we 
try to continue to check some scores for you here this evening. Going out wide to the left-hand side is Lemon. Wide to the right, Chup. Bears have trips out to the right-hand side with Stanley now switching to the left-hand side and Reaver out of the pistol. Reaver now looks over to the sideline. Now Stanley's going to move to the right-hand side of Reaver. High snap, fake handoff, throw out to the flat, and it is incomplete right at the feet of Jarrett Varner. And Varner really had no opportunity to even catch that football. So it's incomplete. First incompletion of the night for Derek Reaver. Clear Fork leading Ashland here this evening, 7-6. to six. Glen Oak over Canton McKinley, 7 to nothing. Dalton still with a 7 to nothing lead over Smithville. Danville leads Loudonville by a score of 7 to nothing. And Northwestern and Norway are tied up at 6-6 in the first quarter of play. Moving in motion is Varner. The right-hand side handoff up the middle to Logan Stanley across the 35 and out to the 37-yard line. Gain of three yards on the carry for Logan. He's got 50 yards on the ground tonight on eight carries so far this evening. 4.27 to go, and the Bears have a third down seven. Big third down possession here for Waynedale. Chupp is out wide to the right-hand side. Varner slot right. Max Lemon goes out wide left, and Gray goes slot left. So the Bears out of that spread offense with Stanley off to the right-hand side of Reaver. Fake handoff. Reaver throws it out into the flat to Varner, and Varner had it in his hands, and then just dropped it. He wouldn't have had the first down, but he would have picked up some extra yardage. And now it is time to punt for the Bears. So coming in to punt the football away is going to be Gage Gray. Gray punted last week and did an excellent job for the Bears. He is a sophomore, 5'10", 130-pounder. Back set to return is Davis for Rittman. And Gray gets a high, short end-over-end kick that's going to hit in Rittman territory, and it'll be bounced out of bounds at the 49-yard line. So it was just a 13-yard punt by Gray, and Rittman is set up in excellent field position at their own 49-yard line. They're going to mark it just shy of midfield, and that's where Rittman will take it over first and 10. 3.55 left to go in the first quarter, 7-6. Rittman on top of it. Younts goes out wide to the right-hand side. Coming out wide left is Connor Stewart. Slot left is Davis. Out of the shotgun is Ramsire. Hands it off up the middle to Garza. Garza into Wendell territory. Cuts it to the 40 on the near side. He's run out of bounds by Logan Stanley at the 30-yard line. A 21-yard gain for Garza. And it is first down for the Rittman Indians as he was run out of bounds, and they're right down to the 30-yard line of Waynedale. Stewart, their leading receiver, he's got 21 receptions for 238 yards, goes out wide to the right. Now Garza shifts to the left of Ramsire under the pistol. Garza gets the handoff off right tackle, inside the 30 and down to the 26-yard line of Waynedale for a four-yard game. Garza so far has carried the ball four times for 31 yards here this evening. So he's 
averaging about eight yards a carry. Seven to six, we're under three and a half minutes to go in the first quarter of play. Second down, six yards to go for Rittman. They send Younts out wide right, Davis slot right. And Connor Stewart comes out wide to the left-hand side. Now Garza with the ball in the near hash mark. Gets the pitch out around the right-hand side. Breaks inside a block to the 30, to the 20. Cuts it to the left-hand side, to the 15, to the 10. He's still going. And he'll be drugged down by Logan Stanley inside the 5, down to the 3. 23-yard run by Manny Garza, and he did that on sheer will. He just continued to run and bowl forward. And finally, Logan Stanley grabbed him by the waist and pulled him down at the three-yard line. And it's first and goal for the Indians at the Waynedale three. Ramsire looks over at Levi Nelson for the call, goes into the huddle and calls out the play. Garza lines up right behind Ramsire, ball in the near hash mark, out of the pistol. Handoff goes to Garza, right up the middle. He'll be hit by Ty Straits and dropped at the one. Gain of just about two yards on the play for Garza. He's got six carries tonight for 56 yards. Ramsire's got two carries tonight for 61, but 55 of that came on his touchdown run. So it's second and goal for the Indians. 2.19 left to go in the first quarter. They put receivers out wide on both sides, but you can bet either Garza or Ramsire are going to carry the ball on this play. Garza right behind Ramsire. Ramsire hands it off to Garza right up the middle, and he gets it in for the score. So Garza takes it in from one yard out for the touchdown, his first of the night, with 2.06 left to go in this first quarter of play. And Rittman has jumped out on top of it 13-6. to Poston will come in to attempt the extra point. He's already one for one. Good snap. Ball down. And the ball is blocked right at the line of scrimmage. He just got no elevation on that extra point attempt whatsoever. So, with 2.06 left to go in period number one here from Waynedale, your score. It is Rittman 13 and the Bears 6. Where can you get food? Smoking with Southern Pride, the Fire and Ice Pub in Fredericksburg, of course. Build your own burger. The wings every Thursday night are half price. And there's the brisket and pulled pork. The steaks and seafood are second to none, and the appetizers are to die for. Everything cooked to your satisfaction. All this and live bands, too. At the Fire and Ice Pub, open Tuesday through Thursday, 11 to 10, Friday and Saturday, 11 to midnight, and Sundays, 11 to 8. The Fire and Ice Pub, just west of Fredericksburg on County Road 192. 2.06 left to go in the first quarter of play. Rittman drives down the field for a touchdown, and they go up 13 to 6. The extra point was no good by Poston. So both teams were unable to convert on an extra point, although the difference in this one is Ribbon has scored twice and converted on one. We'll also keep you up to date as to what is going on with the basketball. Or I'm sorry, with the football. And Poston will kick it off. And it's a short kick that will hit in front of Logan Stanley. He'll pick it up at the 23, to the 25, to the 30. Struggles forward, out to the 34-yard line. So a nice return of 10 yards on the play for Logan Stanley. 
And it's first and ten for the Bears at the 33-yard line, their own 33, with exactly two minutes to go in the first quarter of play. 13-6, Rittman on top of it. Jarrett Varner is going to come out now and play at the tailback position instead of Logan Stanley. So Stanley getting a breather. Hofaker lines up at that fullback wing position. Receivers out wide on both sides. Handoff up the middle to Varner. And Varner is going to be hit right at the line and driven back by a host of Indian tacklers. So no gain on the play for Jarrett Varner. You know, I read this week where the Toronto Blue Jays announcer refuses to call the Cleveland Indians the Indians because he doesn't think it's politically correct. Well, we're calling the Ritman Indians the Indians tonight, politically correct or not. Stanley comes back into the ballgame for Varner, and Varner will move out slot right. Chupp is wide right. Max Lemon will go out left, slot left now is Gray, and Stanley lines up to the right of Reber. Moving in motion is Gray, and now there's a flag down. And I believe it is a timeout taken by the Golden Bears. One eleven left to go. We'll keep it right here. In the first quarter of play, Waynedale down on the scoreboard by 13-6. to Ashland down on the scoreboard to Clearfork, 7-6. Glen Oak leading Canton McKinley, 7-2. Dalton and Smithville are tied up in the first quarter at 7 apiece. Danville over Loudonville, 14-0. Northwestern and Norway in the second quarter, all tied up at 6-6. Strasburg losing to East Canton, 14-7. And that's and we've got Worcester over Mansfield Senior in the second quarter, seven to nothing. So that's what we've got so far tonight in high school football scores around the area. Chop after the timeout by Matt Zerker comes out wide to the right hand side. Reber out of the pistol moves Stanley to the right. Now Gray moves in motion, handoff on the crossbuck goes to Stanley off left tackle. He's going to be hit right at the line again and dropped for no gain. So Stanley unable to get past the line of scrimmage. And it's third down. Ball just shy of the 35-yard line. As we're under a minute and running, left to go in this first quarter. 13-6. Rittman leads it. Bears out of the spread. Now they'll go with Logan Stanley to the left of Reber. Receivers out wide on both sides. Trips to the right for Wayndale. Reber, fake handoff. Throws the ball over the middle to Gray. Complete at midfield to the 45. Breaks a tackle. Now to the 40 in Ritman territory. To the 35. Down to the 34-yard line. 31-yard completion to Gage Gray. And what a great catch by Gray right over the middle. And the Bears have it first down on their Fourth first down of the night. 22 seconds left to go. And now Rittman is going to use a timeout also. Or are they just going to? No, they're running the clock, and the Bears are just going to come off to the side, and that will do it for the end of the first quarter here. So your score at the end of period number one. 
here between the Indians and the Bears. It is Rittman 13 and the Bears 6. On your way home and need something in a hurry, the Apple Creek Drive-Thru is the stop for you. Art Weaver and the Apple Creek Drive-Thru have been serving the community for 26 years. Stay in your car and let the friendly people at the Apple Creek Drive-Thru get what you need. From snacks, beverages, pizza, anything you may want. Just like the Bears, hard work is no stranger to Art Weaver and the Apple Creek Drive-Thru. So on your way home from the game, work, or you're just in a hurry, stop by the Apple Creek Drive-Thru, located at 23 Main Street in downtown Apple Creek. Hard work, honesty, genuine care. Traits that define Dutch Quality Stone as a company. Created by local workers, Dutch Quality Stone's products have become the industry leader in quality and consistency. Located in the heart of one of the biggest Amish communities in America, Dutch Quality Stone veneers exhibit all the unique beauty of nature with easy-to-install options for residential and commercial properties. In central Ohio, people believe in doing things right. Dutch Quality Stone, located on Route 250 near Mount Eaton, Call today, 877-359-7866. Well, after that first down catch by Gray, the Bears set up at their at the Ripman 34-yard line as we open up the second quarter. Handoff up the middle to Logan Stanley to the 30, right up the middle, 25-20, inside the 20, and down to the 17-yard line. 17-yard run by Logan Stanley. And another first down, and the Bears have it set up. First and 10 at the Rittman 17-yard line. Bears going from right to left across your computer screen now. Lemon comes out wide to the left. Gray slot left. Varner, wing left. Now Stanley moves to the left of Reber. Hand off to Stanley right up the middle. Breaks it inside the 15, down to the 10. Struggles forward, puts a hand down, and dives to the 7. An 11-yard pickup by Logan Stanley. And this is the best we have seen. Logan Stanley run behind this line all year long. He has got 78 yards on 11 carries. 11 and a half minutes to go. First and goal for the Bears at the Rittman 7-yard line. Stanley moves to the left of Reaver. Fake handoff. Reaver's going to keep it around left end to the 5 into the end zone. Touchdown, Reaver! Boy, what a great fake to Logan Stanley and Rittman bought it. Stanley just getting up now in the middle of three Rittman Indian tacklers. And Reaver went in untouched until he got into the end zone. And the eight-yard touchdown run by Derek Reaver with 11.23 left to go in the first half makes it a 13-12 Rittman lead. And Andy Ford will come in to attempt the extra point. Max Lemon is the holder for Ford. Snap is down, kick is up, and Ford drills it right through the uprights. 11.23 left to go in the first half, and your score. It is Rittman 13, Waynedale 13. Time for a new kitchen or bath? Look no further than Clayzac Kitchen and Bathroom in Apple Creek. With over 20 years of experience in design and installation, Clayzac is a full-service remodeler, adding value to every job while providing extraordinary service. Clayzac Kitchen and Bathroom uses top-quality products from locally-owned suppliers to make your remodel one-of-a-kind. Clayzac will design your project on their 3D computer program. You'll see your finished project before the work begins. Give Clayzac Kitchen and Bathroom a call today, 264-4691, and check us out on Facebook or at clayzac.com. That's C-L-A-Z-A-K.com. 
Breakfast time is the best time at Deb's Den. Every Saturday, 8 a.m. to 11, and Sundays, 9 to noon, start the day off right with your favorite morning delights. Eggs, bacon, sausage, pancakes, all to your satisfaction, handmade and fresh. From breakfast on the weekends to the sandwiches with soups and sides for lunch and the dinner specials every day. Deb's Den's lunch and dinner hours are Tuesday through Friday, 11 to 8, Friday and Saturday, 11 to 9, and Sunday, 12 to 3. Stop by Deb's Den for breakfast tomorrow or before next Friday's game for a quick meal. Deb's Den on Main Street in Apple Creek. Working hard to make your meals as delicious as possible. Well, the Bears running rough shot through Ribbon's defense. They've tied things up at 13-13. Andy Ford is going to kick it off up the left-hand side, and it will go out of bounds. So let's see what the Indians decide to do here. Levi Nelson looking out at the field to see if he wants the Bears to re-kick it or if he'll just take it at the 35-yard line. And it appears that's what he will do, is he'll just take it at the 35-yard line. And that's where they spot it. 11.23 left to go. 9-6, Norway on top of Northwestern in the second quarter of play. Smithville and Dalton still tied up at 7-7. The Bears will be at Smithville next week to take on the Smithies in the final road game of the year. Going out wide left is Connor Stewart for the Indians. Slot left is Yount. Handoff up the middle to Garza. Garza breaks it across the 35 out near the 39-yard line. Gain of four yards on the carry for Garza. Garza really doing a good job on the ground here tonight. He's got 61 yards on eight carries so far this evening. We are tied up at 13 apiece. Like we said in the pregame show, when you looked at this game and played the schedule games, some like to call it, you thought this one was a winnable game. And the Bears thought that coming in also. And now Levi Nelson is going to take his first timeout here in the first half for the Ritman Indians. 10.48 left to go in the first half. We are all tied up at 13. Make the greener siding choice for your home. Seamless Siding from Miller Custom Exteriors. We're the original ABC Seamless guys, and our siding is made of 100% American-made steel, the most recycled material in the world. I'm Miller Custom Exteriors President Lauren Miller. Our slightly obsessive Amish heritage guarantees you a phenomenal siding job, guaranteed, or we'll fix it free. Call Miller Custom Exteriors today for ABC Seamless Siding, the green siding choice. 1-800-589-4905 or visit us online at MillerCustomExteriors.com Well, at 10.48 left to go in this first half of play, we are all tied up at 13-13. Take a look at some of the scores in the area. You've got Clearport over Ashland 7-6. We'll try to get to some other scores here in just a moment. Ritman after that timeout at second down, five yards to go from their own 40-yard line. Garza moves to the left of Ramsire. Now moving in motion is Yount. And with the handoff off the left-hand side. Yount, Evan Ringer, excuse me. Ringer, a 6-2 sophomore. Got it around the left-hand side, and he picks up two. His first carry of the night. And it is third down and a short three for the Indians from their own 47. Or excuse me, 43. They need to get to the 47. 45. With the football, Rittman, Ramsire barking out the instructions, moving on the line, and yeah, I saw that, and so did the 
head referee. Illegal procedure called against one of the Rittman offensive linemen. Which is illegal motion, and that is against Aaron Reagan. Reagan, the right tackle. Hey, we we got to hold these guys accountable. <laughs> Ten minutes left to go. Trips out to the right for Rittman. Single receiver out wide left is Stewart. High snap. Ramsire brings it down. Hands it off to LeBeau. His first time running the football. Breaks it across the 40 out to the 45. And he's got the first down out to the 46-yard line after an 8-yard game. That's the first time he's carried it tonight. He is their starting tailback, but he did not start this evening. Matter of fact, they ran Garza at the tailback position up until that play. 9.44 left to go in the first half. And at halftime, we'll talk with Jody Schilling, Sammy Ice, and also Melinda Bates. Coming up at halftime tonight on the Apple Creek Bank Halftime Report. Carter moves in motion to tight end to the right. Handoff up the middle to LeBoeuf. And LeBoeuf gets it right to midfield and is stacked up by Ty Straits and Logan Stanley after about a five-yard game. So LeBoeuf, who hadn't played up until two plays ago, has come in fresh. And it's second down and five, just inside Waynedale territory across the 50. Nine minutes exactly left to go in the half. We're tied at 13. Stewart goes out wide to the left. Younts wide right. LeBeauf gets the handoff off left to guard. Struggles forward near the 45-yard line. Gain of four. He'll be shy of the first down. And it will be third down and one. LeBeauf has come in and run three straight times, and he's picked up 17 yards. So it'll be third down and a yard. He needs to get across the 45 and near the 44 to pick up the first down. 8.25 and running in this tie ball game. Going out wide to the right-hand side is Tony Ramsire. Younts to the left. Now Ramsire's going to throw the football complete on the right-hand side to Connor Stewart at the 40. And they caught the Bears sleeping. And he was run out of bounds at the 37-yard line. So the first completion of the night by Ramsire for nine yards results in a first down for the Indians at the Bears' 37-yard line. Eight minutes left to go in the first half. Ramsire slot left, out wide left is Connor Stewart. Wide right is Younts. LeBeau in the backfield. Now Younts moves in motion to the left-hand side. They hand it off to him in the jet. Cuts it across the left-hand side and up to the 35-yard line for a gain of three. Boy, a lot of Bears fell down, but so did a lot of Indians. And Younts really didn't have anywhere to run with the football. So he picked up two. It'll be second down and a long seven right at the 35-yard line. 7.27 to go in the first half. Rittman, one of the few teams in the Wayne County League that runs out of the huddle. And they come up to the line of scrimmage. Tight end left is Carter. 
Now Garza back into the backfield. Moving in motion is Ringer. Now Ramsire is going to keep it off the left-hand side. Stutter step out to the left sideline across the 30 to the 25, and he'll run out of bounds near the 20-yard line. Well, he picked up 15 quick yards. They're going to put him out of bounds. They'll say at the 18 is where he stepped out. So a 17-yard run by Ramsire on the left-hand side. First down, again, that's the ninth of the half for Rittman. Seven minutes left to go. 7-0-1, exact clock stops when he ran out of bounds. Ramsire with Garza, hands it off to Garza, off left tackle, stacked up by Straits and brought down at the 16-yard line after just a gain of two. Nice stop. Boy, Ty got him right around the shoulder pads and drugging down. It's second and eight. 6.44 remaining in the first half. Now, Gray is going to leave the ball game. He checks out and back in as Carson Ledford to play that right corner spot. Moving over to the right-hand side is LaBeouf. LaBeouf, he's going to get the handoff, stop and go, breaks it out to the left sideline across the 15 to the 10, and he's run out of bounds near the 5. 6.21 left to go, and where were they going to say he stepped out? Oh, they stepped out way before the first down marker now. They'll put him out of bounds at the 10, so a gain of 6 on the play for LaBeouf. And it will bring up third down and a yard to go with 6.21 left. They get a first down here without scoring. It'll be goal to go. Ball in between the 9 and the 10-yard line. Younts wide right. Wide left is Stewart. Ramsire, the quarterback, gets the snap. Hand off to LaBeouf. Right up the middle, he's got the first down and maybe drug a couple of tacklers down to the 8. Well, now where the... They may not have spotted it near the 8. They may say he was down prior to that. Let's see where they put the spot. And they're going to say he's at the 9, so less than a yard gain on the play for LaBeouf, and it'll bring up 4th down. 4th and a yard. They need to get inside the 9, and they are outside of the 9. 6.09 to go, and probably the biggest play of this game right now for the Bear defense. They only need about the length of the football. Ramsire has got Garza behind him in the backfield. Receivers out wide on both sides. Power formation, but out of the pistol for the Indians. Hand off to Garza. Up the middle. Stacked up the line. He didn't get it. They stopped him at the 10, and the Bears will take over on downs. With 5.43 left to go. Here in the first half, Levi Nelson said to his team, to his offensive line, just go ahead and block straight on, and they could not block the Bears. And the Bears get the ball back on down, tied up at 13 with 5.43 left to go in this first half of play. Boy, what a big defensive stand for Waynedale on that play. Now Jared Geiser comes into the ball game for the first time tonight. He's going to line up at the tight end spot on the right side. And coming out wide left is Chubb. Reaver in the backfield. And now the Bears are going to have to use their third and final timeout here of this half. 
Matt Zerker has used up all three of his timeouts. Gives us an opportunity to go to the scoreboard and see what's happening as far as scores are concerned around the area. First of all, Clearport is leading Ashland 14 to 12. Black River over Brookside 21 to 10. Jackson leading Canton Central Catholic 14 to nothing. Glen Oak over Canton McKinley 7 to 2. It's Chippewa 5, Hillsdale nothing in the second quarter. Smithville and Dalton tied up at 7 apiece. Danville over Loudonville 21 to nothing. Norway has opened up a 10 point lead on Northwestern 16 to 6 in their ball game. Rittman, as we said, leading or in this one, tied up with the Bears 13-13. And East Canton over Strasburg 27-14. Bears, after stopping the Indians on downs, have it first and 10. They'll go out of the straight shotgun as Stanley moves over to the right wing. Now he moves in motion, fake handoff. Now Stanley does have it. He's going to cut it up to the 8-9 yard line for a loss of a yard. Nice play by Manny Garza. Well, he came up from his right outside linebacker position and just stopped up that run at the point of attack. So a loss of a yard, and it's second down 11 for the Bears. Ball just shy of the 10-yard line. 5.20 left to go in the first half. Indians, of course, playing the Blue Jays tonight in Game 1. Kluber against Estrada. And that begins at about 8.10, so about a half an hour from now. Chup goes out wide to the right-hand side. Stanley slot right. And now Stanley gets the handoff off right tackle at Preston 15 out to the 20. He's got the first down, still struggling forward out to the 24. Nice run by Stanley right up the middle for 14 yards and a Waynedale first down. That's 91 yards on the ground tonight for the Bears. Logan Stanley. 4.53 and running left to go in the first half. Chuff goes out wide right, Barnard slot right. Now the Bears will run the stack. They've got Geyser on this side along with Chase Murphy on the near side. Murphy in front and Geyser right behind him. Hand off up the middle to Stanley across the 25 out to the 26-yard line for a gain of a yard. And it brings up second down nine. 4.25 remaining in this first half. Again, same formation. Stacks on both sides. For the Bears, Stanley right behind Reber, the quarterback. Now he moves to the left-hand side. Stanley gets the handoff right up the middle, up to the 30-yard line. He gets it across the 30, gain of four yards on the carry for Logan. We said coming into this one, we expected him to touch the football around 20, 25 times, and he's already had 15 carries in the first half. For 96 yards unofficially, 348 left to go. In the first half, Stanley right behind Reber. Chup out wide right. Varner slot right. Stack receivers out to the left-hand side. Hand off to Stanley, up off right guard. Breaks it across the 35, out to the 36-yard line for a gain of six. That puts Stanley over 100 yards tonight, and it's another first down for the Bears with 331 left to go in the first half. Well, so far tonight, except for the defensive stand that the Bears had on fourth and one, neither defense has been able to stop the other team's offense. Again, stack formation for the Bears. Murphy and Geyser out to this side. 
Chup and Lemon out to the far side. Handoff, now fake handoff. Reber is going to keep her on the left side across the 40, out to the 45-yard line, and he's going to be dropped at the 46-yard line for a gain of 10. It's three carries for 24 yards. The Bears were not going to run Reber much tonight because of that bruised collarbone. They did not want to put him in jeopardy, but he's run three times tonight for 24 yards. Bears staying with that stack formation. And now Rittman, now check that, it's going to be the officials are taking a timeout because Ethan LaBeouf, the 5'8", 165-pound senior linebacker, has to leave the ballgame. And Rittman brings in another linebacker, Davis, to take his place. Now we're set to go, first and ten for the Bears. Reber, handoff up the middle to Stanley, and he's going to be stacked up right at the 46-yard line for no gain on the play. Logan, with 17 carries, 102 yards tonight. I knew I kept you guys around here for something. (laughs) Two and a half minutes left to go in the half. Now Waynedale will go away from the stacks. They send Chup out wide right, Varner slot right. Moving in motion now is Gray. Hand off on the cross bucket, goes to Logan Stanley, dives across midfield to the 49-yard line for a gain of four. And they'll say his knee was down right at midfield, so a gain of four yards on the carry for Logan. And it's third down, seven yards to go for Waynedale as we hit two minutes exactly left to go in this third first half of play. Now the Bears go back to the stack formation on both sides. Logan Stanley moves to the left of Reber. Reber, fake handoff. He's going to keep it off the left side. Gets a good block by Murphy, and he's run out of bounds at the 47-yard line into Rittman territory, a gain of three, but it will bring up fourth down and about three yards to go on the play. So it's fourth down, three yards to go. Bears need to get to the 43-yard line, and they are at the 47. So call it about four yards to go. Clock running, Bears out of timeouts here in the half. They've got a stack formation on this side, Chase Murphy and Gray. Out wide right is Varner and Chubb. Stanley moves to the left. Reber's going to keep it, pitches it out to Stanley. He cuts it across the 45. He's close to the first down, depends on where he stepped out of bounds at. They'll say he's at the 43-yard line. First down for the Bears after a five-yard gain by Logan Stanley. So the Bears have it first down in Rittman territory. They're going to mark him at the 42. We're tied at 13 with a minute 39 to go. Clock stops because Logan ran out of bounds. Fake handoff. Reber's going to throw it up the left-hand side, and it is incomplete. The only man close to the ball for Rittman was Ringer as Gray cut off his route, and Reber threw it deep, and Gray cut it short. Reber now two, one for three passing tonight. Excuse me, one for four passing for 31 yards. And it's second down 10 from the Rittman 42. Gray will move over slot right. Trips out to the right-hand side for the Bears. Single receiver to the left is Murphy. Hand off to Stanley. Cuts across the 40 to the 35 to the 30. Cuts into the right sideline. Inside the 30 and down to the 27-yard line. 15-yard pickup 
by Logan Stanley on the run. And it's another first down, a minute 27 left to go in this first half of play. Bears have it at the Ritman 27. They send Murphy out wide left. Chup wide right. Hand off to Logan Stanley across the 25 to the 20. Cuts it to the right side and ran right into his own blocker, which was Chup, and he'll be knocked down at the 16-yard line after another gain of 12. Boy, the Bears are really opening up some huge holes for Logan here tonight, and he's taking advantage of them. We're tied at 13. Clock will run, and now the officials are... One official signaled that the clock is going to run, but the Bears have got a player down, and that's Ty Straits, and it's probably that toe again. Ty down at about the 25-yard line, and that's what they're looking at is the toe, and Brandon Giles gets him up, and he'll help him walk off. Ty, the junior, has been working with that turf toe on the left foot ever since about week two when he, ironically, was returning a kickoff against Ridgewood. So a minute ten left to go here in this first half. We're tied up at 13. And this is an inopportune time for straights to... Bears are still looking over at Matt Zerker. Clock is running with a minute five left to go. And now the Bears are finally breaking the huddle on the sideline and coming out to the ball. Ball at the 16-yard line. We're under a minute to go now. Chup out wide right. Murphy wide left. Gray slot left. High snap. Handoff. Reber gets it off to Logan Stanley. Stanley gets it down to the 15-yard line. A gain of two on the play. But the clock continues to run. 40 seconds left to go. Bears in the hurry up. Varner slot right. Chup wide right. Gray goes slot left. Murphy wide left. Reber with the ball at the 15-yard line. Second down, nine. Drops back. Reber setting up a screen. Gets it to Stanley. Stanley to the 15, to the 10, to the 5. Dives forward. He's going to be down at about the one-yard line. Ball loose in the end zone. The ground caused the fumble. The official is not signaling it as a touchdown. He's going to say that it belongs to Rittman. And what a terrible call. Oh, what a terrible call. Logan went down with the football on his shoulder and coughed it up. The ground caused the fumble. The official is going to signal it a touchback, and Rittman will take it over, and that was a terrible call. How in the world you could be 10 feet from that and not see that the ground caused the fumble is beyond me. Unbelievable. But the fumble gives it back to Rittman here at the end of the first half. Wow. That is just an unbelievable poor call by the side judge. Everybody in the stands saw that the ball was coughed up after Logan hit the ground. But nonetheless, Rittman is going to get into the victory formation and they'll run out the clock here at the end of the first half. And I've never seen the referee, head referee, stand right behind the quarterback in the victory formation before. Ramsire takes the snap, and he will down it. And that is the end of the first half of action. But boy, it was good up until the last 14 seconds. 
when the officials suddenly decided to go to sleep. Your score here at halftime from Waynedale High School. It is Waynedale 13, Rittman 13. We've got a great halftime show for you here tonight. We'll talk with Jody Schilling and Sammy Ice of the Wayne County Athletic League Champion Girls Volleyball Team. And we'll start it off by talking with Melinda Bates, who's going to tell us about Brianna Potts' round down at the state golf meet this afternoon in Columbus, where she shot a 79. We'll do all that when we return. Your score once again, Rittman 13, Waynedale 13. You're listening to Waynedale Golden Bear Football on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Do you own or manage a business, work with school athletics? Make a great first impression with Murphy's Promotions. Make your name known. Murphy's Promotions will make your business stand out from the crowd. Murphy's Promotions specializes in silk screening, custom embroidery, and promotional products. Brand your business today by using Murphy's Promotions. Use your logo on shirts, hats, jackets, bags, and much more. Murphy's can also take care of your promotional products. Pens, pencils, bags, and blankets. Murphy's Promotions, 330-464-1970. Whether your idea of a perfect home is a charming farmhouse in the countryside or a relaxed, family-centered home in a friendly neighborhood, no one understands discerning buyers better than Weaver Custom Homes. We believe that your home should reflect your personality and lifestyle in every detail. Our team will collaborate with you to bring your vision to life and tell your unique story. We invite you to tour our award-winning design center in historic downtown Worcester and get inspired to build a truly custom home. For more information, go to WeaverCustomHomes.com. You're listening to an Ultimate Sports Talk presentation of Waynedale Golden Bears football. It's time for the Apple Creek Bank Halftime Show. The Apple Creek Bank. Visit AppleCreekBank.com or stop by one of our six convenient locations. Welcome back to Waynedale High School. We are at halftime of tonight's game between the Rittman Indians and the Waynedale Golden Bears. I'm Dave Mitchell on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Some exciting news out of Columbus this afternoon where Brianna Potts, who is playing in the State Golf Girls Championship first round, shot a 79, which was 9 over par here this afternoon. And she is in the top ten as far as finishers so far in the first round after today's action. Now, they will golf again tomorrow at morning, and her tee time has yet to be determined down at the Gray Course in Columbus. Earlier this afternoon, we had an opportunity to chat with Melinda Bates, the head girls golf coach for the Waynedale Golden Bears, about Potts' first round this afternoon. 79. For Brianna Potts, she has got to be extremely happy, I would think, with her round at the first round here this afternoon. Yeah, at, at this level, um, she stepped up the first first two holes, made par right out of the box, and uh, just played well all the way around. Handled the situation, even when she had an errant shot, um, she got up and down and, and saved bogeys and made nothing more than a bogey all day. So, so happy with that. Nerves weren't a problem for her. Didn't appear to be. No, she seemed pretty confident and calm most of the day and um, was anxious to get started and thinks she was ready for it. Melinda, what was it that she did well all day long? Um, She hit her driver pretty well, uh, especially on her second nine. Um, She started out on number 10, so she played the back nine first, actually. Um, Hit three fairways there, but then on the backside, 
get seven fairways with help, help with scoring a little bit. Um, never really got it in trouble. Um, missed most of the shots she missed were, were short of the green. Um, and then she just chipped it up there and had, had some good putts and, and, uh, saved some pars or bogeys or, you know, didn't let anything get out of hand. I know last week when I talked to her at halftime, she wasn't sure about this course. In your opinion, uh, is the course set for her game? Does she play pretty well on that course? Yeah, the course they're playing down here um, in Columbus is uh, very suitable for girls' golf. Uh, wide, The fairways are pretty wide. Um, not a lot of fairway bunkers like they are on the Scarlet where the boys are playing, but a few greenside bunkers. Um, the pins are in the middle. They're not playing. They're playing one shot over the water. Um, so it's real fair for the girls of all levels. Um, so where does she stand right now as far as far as where she is in the pecking order? Uh, leaving today, she's in the top ten. Um, there's a pair of 68s out of two girls. Um, there's some 71s, 74, 75. So... Um, Two sixty-eights are leading leading the tournament so far. So, in your opinion, what does she have to improve on to uh, do some catching up for tomorrow? Um, I think if she hits her driver as well as she did today, um, hits a few more greens. Uh, the pins have been in the middle of green, so aim at the middle of green. Um, two putt and go on. Um, she keeps it in the seventies. She'll have a good look at the top ten, I think. Our thanks to Melinda Bates, the girls' golf coach of Waynedale High School, for talking to us earlier this afternoon about Brianna Potts' first-round score of 79 down at the State Girls Golf Tournament held at Columbus on the gray course. And, of course, they will have round two tomorrow morning. Her tee time is not set as of yet. And as soon as we get that, we'll let you know. So congratulations to Brianna Potts. If she finishes in the top ten, as you heard Melinda say, she will be involved in all Ohio honors, which will be a great tribute to her throughout her four years as a Wayndale golfer. We'll be back with more from halftime here at Wayndale High School on UltimateSportsTalk.com right after this. For over 100 years, the Apple Creek Banking Company has proudly served the community we live in. From helping to sponsor events like Wayndale Athletics to working hard to give you a quick response on your home, business, or land financing needs. If you have not experienced working with us, we invite you to make a change to a bank that cares and appreciates your business. Coming soon, a new website compatible on all devices. Bank local. Bank better. The Apple Creek Banking Company, member FDIC. Last night, a very, very impressive victory by the Wayndale girls volleyball team as they wrapped up their share of the Wayne County Athletic League Championship with a three-game victory over Northwestern last night, but it was not as easy as what the three-game set may have looked like if you weren't there. First of all, Wayndale won the first game 25-20, to and that was the biggest margin that they won the next two games by. The second game was a classic. It was 35-33, the Golden Bears coming out on top, And the third game was actually tied 12 times before the Bears came out with a 25-23 victory, winning the match three games to none. And that secured the Bears 13-1 Wayne County Athletic League Championship. Their only blemish 
was to Dalton in the first conference game of the season, but then the Bears went on to win 13 in a row, including the rematch with Dalton four weeks ago. They finished 17-5 and overall, and they were the number two seed going into the Smithville sectional district tournament this coming week over at the Smithies High School Gymnasium. Northwestern finished up at 7-7 seven and seven in the Wayne County Athletic League, and they were 11-9 and nine overall. After the game, Jody Schilling was very thrilled with winning the Wayne County Athletic League title. Yes, we're very thrilled with this uh, singing in the locker room after the game. Yes, we were really <laughs> excited about this uh, second county championship for us. Was this the first goal you had for this team this year? Yes, it's, uh, it's on a poster in our locker room. Our first goal is to win the WCAL. I talked with Sammy a little bit here just a few minutes ago, and she said this team, the difference between this team and 2013 is is really the chemistry. It is the chemistry. This team has come together um, from the beginning of the season until now a little bit more than that team did. I think uh, that team had a lot of seniors and things like that, but just as a whole group and all of them together. And this team, I have a starting lineup of 10 girls that play in in the rotation. I mean, we ran out of subs game, too. And, uh, but... To get that many girls to play together is difficult, and they've done it this year. How many times have you been involved in a game like Game 2 was? Never. That is the first one I've ever had go 35-33. I've had a 28-26 game and a 29-27, but nothing even close to 35-33. I'll tell you, I thought Northwestern could have really packed up the tent and gone home after that game. But they came out and played just as hard in the third game as they did in the second. Yeah, I kind of thought... I kind of thought... That might happen too, because when you lose a game like that, yeah. it, it really is deflating, and it's a game of momentum in volleyball. And you know, I, I half anticipated that maybe it would be like a 25-15 kind of game. And I give Northwestern props; they uh, they came out and they kept hitting hard, and they didn't they didn't quit, and they kept digging balls and and uh, going through it. Did the team play as well tonight as you thought they would, or, yeah. or maybe even a little bit better? Uh, we, I think we played as well tonight as we could have. I, we had some mistakes early and, and uh, did some things that, I mean, I didn't think maybe were characteristic of us, a few mistakes. But uh, for the most part, we did the game plan we wanted to. We were aggressive hitting. We were aggressive serving. And that was our big key. That really was. And you did an excellent job, I thought, of blocking balls at the net. Yeah, we uh, we kind of felt we had a few. I mean, we're up there. We got more touches, and they got some kills on us. Nicole Winkler's a great hitter. And uh um, she used our block a little bit uh, to her advantage out there a little bit when we were up there going swiping off some fingers. But overall, we got some tall girls in the right front, and that helps. Northwestern's going to be a tough out in the tournament, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, they're they're not in my half bracket, but no, that's uh, good. they yeah, <laughs> um, but they're they're going to be a team. You know, they weren't seated very high, but like I said, any of the top seven or eight seeds in this tournament really in this tournament could really come out and, and beat anybody on any given night. What do you think really was the key to you winning tonight? I think we really. I, Knowing that this was the league championship, these girls really wanted it and uh, the aggressiveness. And I also think um, preparing these girls, like when we went to 35-33 and we ran out of subs, my person who never played back row was playing back row almost a whole rotation and a half, but we do that in practice. She serves in practice every time. She didn't never has served in a game before today. And she goes back in there, Audrey Miller, and goes back in there and gets her serves and bounds when the game's on the line. And uh, so in practice, we make them dig balls, we make them serve, and, and I think they're comfortable doing that even though they haven't done it all year long. 
tell me if I'm wrong. I have never seen Morgan Wiss hit the ball harder than she did tonight. Uh, yeah, Morgan hits the ball pretty hard. But uh, and, it, and the thing is, Morgan doesn't have an off speed. Morgan's just going to hit the ball yeah. hard all the time. Yeah, yeah. There, there, there's no question. But yeah, it was even harder tonight. I think so. All right, now you can turn your focus finally to the tournament, can't you? Yes. Yeah. We we got our league championship. We'll get a little break this weekend, and then uh, we come back playing Wednesday night. So. How happy are you with this one? I'm extremely happy. I'm extremely <laughs> happy. The the first one, you know, you can't say, oh, the first time we won the league a couple years ago was just, oh, that one class or whatever. We're trying to build something. So um, it's exciting to do it again. Like it, Once you do it once, you want to keep doing it every year. Jody Schilling after last night's victory over Northwestern, which gave the Lady Bears the Wayne County Athletic League Championship, at least a share of it. There were only three seniors on the team from four years ago that – Won the 2013 Wayne County Athletic League title. Kim Limbacher, Brianna Namoff, and of course, Sammy Ice. Ice last night was given a lot of support. Morgan Wiss had 11 points on 10 kills and one ace. Amy St. John had 18 assists. Lindsay Troyer added 16 assists in the game. Jade Mast had 27 digs, but it was Sammy Ice who recorded 24 kills in the game, 10 points, 3 aces, and 10 digs in the contest that led the Lady Bears to the victory. And afterwards, we had the opportunity to talk to Sammy about that victory and just what this league title meant to her. How's this one feel? As comp- as a, compared to 2013, are you able to appreciate it a little bit more? Yeah, yeah. Uh, this one was better than ever, so. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I was saying, I think about the first Northwestern game, you put this team on your back and really carried it. Was that something that you... You did on purpose, or was it just something that was kind of, how'd that come about? Um, I just tried to be a leader and lead the team, keep everybody positive and confident that we would win. And then that's what happened. You happy about this? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Now, what about tournament? You ready for that? Yeah, we're really ready for tournaments. Um, We got a good draw, so we're ready to go in and just play how we've been playing, and it'll, it'll definitely go in our favor. This one was a tough one tonight, wasn't it? Yes. Especially that second game. Yeah. yeah. Um, we usually, we never give up, so um, I knew we were going to come out on top in that tough You know, the one, the one thing we talked about, though, was Northwestern when they, they lost that second game. They could have packed it in in that third game, but they didn't. They played just as hard in the third as they did in the second game. Yeah, Northwestern is a very hard team. They're, they have really good outsides, and they're just all around really good, so... We knew we had to come and play just as hard, too. How does this team, this year's team, is it better than 2013, or how do you feel? How do those two teams compare? Um, they're really similar. Uh, this We have a lot of chemistry. Like, mm-hmm. everybody on the team just has chemistry with each other, and it shows. Sammy Ice, after last night's victory over Northwestern, which gave the Lady Bears a share of the Wayne County Athletic League Championship with Dalton. Now the Lady Bears will move on into sectional district tournament play at Smithville High School, and that will be coming up on October the 19th. They will be playing at 6 o'clock against the winner of Tuslaw and Chippewa. That will be this coming Wednesday night, and the Waynedale Golden Bears are the number two seed heading into that tournament. We'll be back at halftime of the Waynedale Ritman High School football game. I'm Dave Mitchell on UltimateSportsTalk.com, and we'll be back right after this timeout. When choosing a bank, wouldn't you prefer a local institution with years of commitment to the area it serves? Since 1904, the Apple Creek Banking Company has been that kind of bank. 
We believe in our neighbors, our towns, and our way of life. For over 100 years, we've provided products and services specifically tailored for your needs. That's why we've stayed independent, serving the area with six locations. At the Apple Creek Banking Company, we provide quick responses with your business, home, or land financing needs. Service with integrity. Today, that's what matters. We've been here and will be here when you need us. So when you're ready for your first home, a new home or car, or just want the hometown feel, we have new website-compatible apps on all devices coming soon. Bank local. Bank better. The Apple Creek Banking Company. Member FDIC. Equal housing lender. Well, a great first half of action here tonight from Waynedale High School, where we are all knotted up at 13 apiece. The Waynedale Golden Bears and the Ripman Indians. This the next to the last home game that the Bears are having this year. They'll be back in two weeks to take on Norway. And Norway tonight, they are winning over Northwestern in the battle for first place at halftime, 16-6. to Elsewhere in the Wayne County Athletic League, it is Smithville beating Downton 13-7 to and Chippewa leading over Hillsdale in the second quarter, 3 to nothing. Outside the conference... Fairless is beating up on Orville tonight, 26-7. It's Garraway over Malvern, 27-0. Danville beating Loudonville, 21-0 in that contest. Strasburg coming back against East Canton. East Canton leading that game, 28-20 at halftime. Elsewhere around the area, Jackson is beating Canton Central Catholic, 14-0. It's Glen Oak over Canton McKinley, 7-2. That would be a big upset. Clear Fork over Ashland, 14-12. Black River beating Brookside, 34-10. And that is a look at your scores around the area here this evening in high school football. One more score. We've got Manchester and Indian Valley all tied up at nothing-nothing at halftime. Well, a very controversial end to the first half of play here where Logan Stanley appeared to be down at the one-yard line, hit his shoulder at the one, and then fumbled the football. And the side judge on the far end of the field was signaling he was down, but the one that was 10 feet away from it signaled it was a fumble. And the Bears, who had the golden opportunity to take the lead here at halftime, go in tied at 13-13. The scoring got underway with 7.28 left to go in period number one when Logan Stanley ran it in from 36 yards out. The extra point was no good, and the Bears led it 6-0. Rittman retaliated, though. They came right back with 4.53 left to go in the first quarter on a 55-yard touchdown run by Todd Ramsire. This time, the extra point by Bryce Poston was good, and Rittman led it 7 to six. Rittman then came right back after holding the Bears on a one-yard run into the end zone by Manny Garza. The extra point was no good, and with 2.06 to go in the opening period, it was 13-6. to Waynedale down by a touchdown, and then the Bears came back with 11.23 to go in the half on an eight-yard touchdown run by Derek Reber. The extra point was added by Andy Ford, and the Bears tied things up at 13-13. That's where we stand right now. The Bears, as a team, total offense, 210 yards in the first half, 29 carries for 179 yards. That includes 23 of those by Logan Stanley for 154 yards. 
Derek Reber, one for four in the passing department here at halftime for 31 yards. That one reception was pulled in by Gage Gray for 31 yards. The Bears accumulated 13 first downs in the half. They had one penalty, that on the kick out of bounds for 35 yards, and they had one turnover, that the controversial one that we just talked about. For Rittman, they had 22 rushes for 165 yards. Manny Garza leading the way with 62 yards from the running back position, but Todd Ramsire's got 77 yards on four carries to lead the Indians in rushing. They've got 176 yards in total offense. Ramsire one for one in the passing department for nine yards. That completion went to Connor Stewart for nine yards. The Indians have accumulated nine first downs, one penalty for 15 yards, and they have no turnovers here in the first half of play. So your score at halftime, Waynedale 13 and Rittman 13. Now the key for the Bears in the second half, they've got to score some points, something that they haven't done in the second half since the second game of the season against Ridgewood. I'm Dave Mitchell. The second half is next on UltimateSportsTalk.com. When choosing a bank, wouldn't you prefer a local institution with years of commitment to the area it serves? Since 1904, the Apple Creek Banking Company has been that kind of bank. We believe in our neighbors, our towns, and our way of life. For over 100 years, we've provided products and services specifically tailored for your needs. That's why we've stayed independent, serving the area with six locations. At the Apple Creek Banking Company, we provide quick responses with your business, home, or land financing needs. Service with integrity. Today, that's what matters. We've been here and will be here when you need us. So when you're ready for your first home, a new home or car, or just want the hometown feel, we have new website-compatible apps on all devices coming soon. Bank local. Bank better. The Apple Creek Banking Company. Member FDIC. Equal housing lender. been listening to the Apple Creek Bank Halftime Show, brought to you by the Apple Creek Bank. Visit applecreekbank.com or stop by one of our six convenient locations. We'll go back to the field for the second half of this Waynedale Golden Bears football game after this on UltimateSportsTalk.com. In the moment you need a funeral home, choose one that can exceed your expectations. That's the Spidel Funeral Home. Every day, the Spidel Funeral Home proves what matters most, family. They've been family-owned and operated for over 125 years. And when you come in, the Spidel Funeral Home will walk through the process with you, assisting with your choices. And trust your family with their care, the Spidel Funeral Home, in two locations, on Main Street in Mount Eaton and on Chestnut Street in Brewster. The Spidel Funeral Home, just like family, there when you need them. The Waynedale Golden Bears hit the road for the final time in the 2016 season next week as they travel north to Smithville. This rivalry has had many turns and upsets, and the Bears look to knock the Smithies out of playoff contention next week. I'm Dave Mitchell. If you can't make next week's game, join us on UltimateSportsTalk.com, beginning with the pregame show at 6.30 and the kickoff at 7. But before that, listen to the most exciting 30 minutes of tonight's game on Golden Bear Rewind at 6. Waynedale travels to Smithville next Friday night at 6.30 on UltimateSportsTalk.com. 
Since 1990, the Apple Creek Drive-Thru has been a part of the community, supporting the area, town, and the Waynedale Golden Bears. Just like the Bears, the Apple Creek Drive-Thru brings a history of success, performance, tradition, and hard work. No need to get out of your car, just cruise in. At the Apple Creek Drive-Thru, you can get cold beverages, snacks, pizza, everything you need. Located at 23 Main Street in downtown Apple Creek, Art Weaver at the Apple Creek Drive-Thru wishes the Waynedale Golden Bears the best of luck. Stop by after the game. Well, we are unknotted up at 13 apiece as we're getting ready to start the second half of play. The Bears are teeing it up. They'll be kicking it off to the Indians. They'll get the first possession here in the second half. While we've got a moment, want to send out a couple of birthday wishes. First of all, to Mandy Wanzik, whose birthday is today, and she continues to tell us that she's still 29. Greg Mitchell's birthday is tomorrow, the owner of UltimateSportsTalk.com. He's hauling in a refrigerator tonight down in his home just south of Cincy. So I want to wish him a happy birthday tomorrow also. Ford tees it up, kicks it off, and it will be taken in by Ringer at the 13-yard line on the near side. Across the 20, stacked up and brought down. This is the most life that we have seen out of the Bears in about five weeks. And they can smell a victory. And right now they are playing 4-1. So Ringer brings it back out for Rittman out to the 20-yard line is where they will spot him after an 8-yard return. And Rittman has it first and 10 at their own 25-yard line. 11.54, we've just begun here in the third quarter of play. We're all knotted up at 13-13. Ramsire still in a quarterback. He's got Garza right behind him. Puts Ringer in motion to the far side. He's going to roll the run out all around the left-hand side on the end around. Cuts it across the 25 to the 30, across the 35, and drugged down from behind by Jarrett Varner across the 35 out to the 37-yard line after a gain of 12 on the play. And that's a first down. And, yeah, we probably should. Just was notified. Probably should send out a birthday wish to my mother, too. I won't tell you how old she is, because that would give you some ideas how old I am. <laughs> that, that birthday happened on Wednesday, so happy birthday to her, too. First down for the Indians on the very first play of the second half. Hand off to Garza, right behind the left tackle, takes it out to the 40-yard line, where he's drugged down and stopped right there, just across the 40. Garza with a three-yard pickup. He's got 11 carries tonight for 65 yards. Ramsire's got five carries for 89 yards. 11-10 left to go in the half. We are tied up at 13. Indians underway against the Toronto Blue Jays. Kluber struck out Bautista, then got Martin to ground out with runners at second and third in inning number one. They're going to the bottom of the first. No score. With it is Garza, right up the middle. He's going to be stacked up by Ben Farrar right away. And Ty Straits, who's back in from that turf toe injury. And they're going to give him about a yard gain on the play. And that's a generous spot. And it'll be third down and a long five. Ball at the 42-yard line in Ripman territory with 10.25 left to go. We'll give away our Lem's Pizza start of the game coming up after this one. Carter, the tight end on the right-hand side. Now Ringer goes out wide to the left. Stewart, wide right, and Younts all the way out to the side. Out of the pistol with Garza to the right. Ramsire's going to run to the right. Stacks up, and he's brought down behind.
behind the line of scrimmage on a great play inside by Brett Hofaker. Hofaker did a great job of getting in there and the loss of four, and it will be punting time for Ripman. Boy, just a great job of penetration by the Bears' defensive line. Now Ripman's Bryce Poston is going to punt the ball away, and the Bears have nobody back set to return. They'll just let Ripman kill the ball. Poston bobbled the snap, almost got it blocked. It's going to be a high, short kick. It'll hit in Waynedale territory at the 45, then take a Waynedale bounce. It was almost hit by Jared Geyser, but he bounced out of the way of it, and it'll be down at the 47-yard line. That's a 15-yard punt by the Indians. On their first punt of the night, and the Bears will take it over first and 10 in their own territory at the 47-yard line. 9.23 remaining in this third quarter, and the Bears... Break the huddle on the sideline and come out to the line of scrimmage. Chup will go all the way out wide right. Jared Varner, slot right. Chase Murphy and Gray out on the left-hand side. Handoff goes to Varner on the jet around the left-hand side. Into, North, into Ripman territory across the 45 and run out of bounds at the 40-yard line inside the 40. That's a 13-yard gain by Jared Varner. And it's a first down for the Bears. First one that they've had here in the second half. It's just inside the 40. First and 10 with 9.15 remaining in the third period. Chup out wide to the right. Murphy wide left. Wing formation for the Bears now out of the pistol. Stanley moves over to the right of Reber. They move Varner in motion. Fake handoff goes right up the middle to Stanley. Stanley dives forward inside the 40 down to the 36. For a gain of about three on the play for Logan. He's got 24 carries now in this first half for 157 yards. He's got one touchdown tonight. Should have had a second one. But we'll try to shut my mouth on that one again. We're tied up at 13. Chup out wide right. Murphy wide left. Gage is slot left and Varner is slot right now Stanley moves over to the left hand side of Reber, they put Varner in motion fake handoff, Reber's going to keep it around the left hand side, can't get a block breaks it inside the 35 though and he's run out of bounds at the 34 so Reber turned something out of nothing and ended up with about 3 yards on the carry, down to the 34 yard line He's ran the ball five times tonight. We knew he wouldn't run it much. Bears now on third down and five yards to go. Send Varner slot right again. Now they're going to go trips out to the right-hand side. Chup wide right, slot right. Varner at the wing is Gray. Out wide to the left-hand side all alone. The single setback is Murphy. Handoff up the middle to Logan Stanley. Stutter steps inside the 30 down to the 25. He's got a first down. Nine-yard pickup by Logan Stanley. And the Bears have another first down. First and ten at the Rittman, just inside the 25-yard line. And we head into the second inning of play. The Indians in Toronto in game one of the championship series for the American League. No score. Jared Geyser in a stack formation with Gray out to this side. Murphy and Chup out wide to the right. 
Fake handoff. Now the handoff goes up the middle to Logan Stanley. Stanley struggles down to the 21 for a gain of four on the play. And right there's that magic number. We thought Stanley would touch the football tonight anywhere between 20 and 25 times. He's got 26 carries tonight. Geyser and Gray stacked out to the left. Bears ran this formation the first half, and it was very successful. Fake handoff to Stanley, throw out into the flat to Gray. Gray completed the 20, dives forward to the 15-yard line. A six-yard completion from Reber to Gray. That's his second catch of the night. And it'll be third down and about two yards to go for the Bears. Ball resting at the 16-yard line. Again, the stack formations out on both sides. Reber moves Stanley over to the left-hand side. Handoff, Stanley right up the middle. He's going to drag a tackler forward from Rittman to the 15-yard line. And he'll be shy of the first down by about one yard. So it'll be fourth down and call it a long one for the Bears. Big play here. Just like they had a big play defensively in the second quarter, here's a big play offensively for the Bears. Fourth down in the yard. They need to get inside the 15-yard line. They're at the 16. Reber with receivers out wide out of the spread. With Stanley moving in motion as Varner. Handoff Stanley right up the middle. Breaks into the clear. He's got the first down. He's got the touchdown way down. 16-yard touchdown burst by Logan Stanley. He's got 188 yards rushing tonight. His second touchdown run of the evening, his fourth of the year. And the Bears now jump on on top of it by a score of 19-13. to Andy Ford will come in to attempt the extra point. The holder now, since Purdy is out, is Max Lemon. And the snap is good. Lemon gets it down, and Ford puts it through the uprights. And it's good. 6.32 left to go in this third quarter of play. Your score, it is now Waynedale 20 and Rittman 13. Fun in the pool may be ending for the season, but it will return. And when that time arrives, contact the experts in water hauling, Reber Milk Transport. Yes, they do milk, but they also supply the water for your swimming pool. Don't fill your pool from a slow garden hose. That takes time and it's expensive. Reber's will fill your pool fast and have you ready for the new season in hours, not days and Reber Milk Transport will be prompt in their delivery. Call 330-466-5738 for your water needs next season. Keep cool with Reber Milk Transport in Apple Creek. Since 1970, Ivan Weaver Construction has worked to build long-term relationships with their clients. Ivan Weaver Construction goes above and beyond to learn your company in order to construct a building best suited to your needs. As a general contractor, they provide commercial construction, retail, religion, medical, hospitality, and residential. Customer satisfaction is always their greatest desire. Contact the company that brings honesty and integrity to the table. Ivan Weaver Construction in Fredericksburg, 695-3461. And Andy Ford kicks it off up the left-hand side to Ringer. Ringer picks it up right at the 15. He's going to be drugged down at the 15. Boy, there's some life out there for the Bears now. 6.24 remaining in this third quarter, and the Golden Bears lead it 20-13. to 13. And it will be first and 10 for Rittman at their own 15-yard line. 
Ramsire brings the team out. In case you're wondering, the Cavaliers just signed J.R. Smith to a four-year deal for $57 million. A couple of scores. Hillsdale now leading Chippewa 7-3. That's at the half. Dalton over Smithville 14-13 in the third quarter. And over in Northwestern, it is Nor or Norway, I should say. Norway leads it 23 to 6. That pass intercepted by Chubb. Chubb at the 20. He'll take it all the way in for the score. 15 yard touchdown return for Cedric Chubb. And the Bears now lead it. 23 yard touchdown return. Sorry about that. He collected it in at the 23. And Chubb on his first interception of the year. With 6.16 left to go, Cedric Chupp takes it in for the score, and it's 26-13. Wayne Dale on top of it. Boy, that's a big, big turnover for Ripman. They're first of the night. Andy Ford comes in to attempt the extra point and drills it right through. 6.16 left to go in the third quarter of play in your score. It is Wayne Dale 27 and Rittman 13. Harvest Market is a full-service grocery store in the corner of Apple Creek with the finest fresh local meats, ground beef and sausage prepared on site, and steaks cut to order in the old-fashioned butcher shop. Stop in and pick up hot meals ready to go. Harvest Market is known for their barbecue chicken and smoked ribs. There's a full-service deli, locally made baked goods, fresh produce, hand-dipped ice cream, and a huge selection of chips, snacks, and beverages. Let Harvest Market prepare your meal or party trays for you. Open Monday through Saturday, 8 a.m. to 7, and Sunday's 10 to 6. Come taste the difference. Casa de Sassi is a family-owned business built on timeless principles of honesty, integrity, and quality. Like timeless values, their products are manufactured to resemble the classic old-world Italian style. Providing a quality product that meets your needs is just the beginning of the care you get from Casa de Sassi. Earning your trust is vitally important, which is why they always operate in an ethical manner with the highest value for integrity. Call Casa de Sansi today, 330-830-9760. Well, that'll teach me for putting my head down, trying to find scores. Chupp intercepts the pass, and it's now 27-13. Waynedale on top of it. Ford's going to onside kick it. It's up the field, knocked away, but the Ritman Indians will collect it in at their 46-yard line. So the Bears go with the squib, and it was recovered near the line of scrimmage by Chad Wims. A sophomore offensive lineman, 5'11", 180 pounds. While we were trying to say it, it is 23-6 Norway over Northwestern in the third quarter of play. Rittman has the football, first and 10, down by two scores. Now 27-13, 6-14 left to go in the third quarter. Younce in motion. He's going to get it on the end around. Cuts it across the midfield stripe into Waynedale territory, and it'll be brought down inside the 45 down to the 44-yard line on a nice tackle there by Red Hofinger. He's close to a first down. Second carry of the night, and they'll give the Indians the first down. He's got two carries for 12 yards here this evening. Six minutes left to go in the third quarter of play. Stewart goes out wide to the left-hand side. Younce wide right. Ringer slot right out of the pistol. Carter, the tight end, lines up at a wing formation. Handoff up the middle to Garza. Garza bounces off a tackle, breaks it inside the 40, down to the 35, struggles forward and falls forward to the 32-yard line after a gain of 11. 
Boy, he just runs hard. He's got 77 yards on 13 carries tonight after that 11-yarder and another first down for the Indians. And immediately, down by two scores, they are right in Waynedale territory and knocking at the door at the 32, first and 10. Five and a half minutes left to go in the third. Ramsire out of the pistol. Moves Garza over to the right-hand side. Receivers out wide on both sides. Garza gets the handoff behind left tackle. Inside the 30, down to the 27-yard line, maybe the 26. Gain of six yards on the carry for Garza. He came in as a wide receiver, and they usually ran Ethan LaBeouf. But tonight, they have gone mainly with Manny Garza. The only time LaBeouf has been in the game has been in the second quarter, and he really did a nice job. He ran three straight times for 17 yards. He's got five carries tonight for 24, but we haven't seen much of him since the beginning of the second quarter. Garza to the right now, Ramsire. They've got receivers out wide on both sides. Moving in motion from the left to the near side is Ringer. Ramsire fake handoff. Takes it off left side and across the 25 down to the 23-yard line. Gain of three on the play for Ramsire. He's got seven carries for 83 yards tonight, but remember, his second carry was a 55-yard touchdown run. So besides that, the Bears have bottled him up pretty well. 4.20 remaining in the third period. Third down and a yard to go for Rittman in Waynedale territory at the 24, just inside the 24. They sent Stewart wide right, Younce slot right, no receivers out to the left hand off to Garza up the middle, he's got the first down inside the 20 to the 17 yard line after a gain of 7 on the play Rittman on this drive they picked up 3 first downs, just bang, bang, bang and they are down inside Waynedale territory, down by 2 scores 27 to 13 and an update from the Indians game nothing, nothing going to the bottom of the second 3.40 left to go here in the third quarter. Ramsire looks things over, trips out wide, left single setback. That's Stewart. He's going to throw it Stewart's way. And knocked away on a great play by Jared Geiser at the corner position. He just came in with those long arms, just knocked the ball away before it could be completed to Stewart. That's the type of play that the Bears have been looking for at that corner spot from the backups all year long and Geyser gave it to them on that play now Stewart lined up against Geyser out on the near side again trips to the left same formation for the Indians handoff Garza no no Ramsire's going to keep it around the left side inside the 10 Stutter steps inside the 5 and he goes into the corner of the end zone for the score 16 yard touchdown run for Todd Ramsire Got 99 yards rushing tonight in that touchdown run. His second of the evening. And it draws Rittman to within eight at 27 to 19. Bryce Poston will come in to attempt the extra point. Holding is the quarterback Todd Ramsire. Tony Ramsire, his brother, Tony, will be the holder with 326 left to go in the third. Snap is good. Ramsire gets it down. Kick is up. Varner almost got a hand on it, but it will go in through the left bottom corner of the upright, and the extra point is good. 
3.26 left to go in the third quarter play in your score. It's Waynedale 27 and Rittman 20. Troyer Roofing is your fully certified, factory-trained, residential and commercial roofing expert. But they offer more than just roofing. Troyer's now features the Roll-On Rock System. This puts a finish on your concrete floor with an incredible gloss that has multicolored flakes and is hot tire resistant. It won't stain, darken, or peel. It's the best-looking clear top coat available and is three times stronger than ordinary epoxy. For a free quote on your floor, roof, or anything in between, call Troyer Roofing and Construction, 330-857-7865, or see their website, troyerroof.com. 326 left to go in the third quarter of play, and it is a 27-20 to ball game. Bears don't have to really say this, but they have scored the most points in this game that they have scored in the entire any game that they've had this year, and it's the first game this year that they have actually since the second game against Ridgewood that they scored a point in the second half and they've gotten two of them, two touchdowns here in the second half. Jarrett Varner back set to return this kickoff from Bryce Poston as Waynedale is up 27 to 20. Waynedale going from right to left across your computer screen. Poston kick it high end over end kick that Varner will take in at his 12 cuts it to the 15 to the near side to the 20 25 flag down on the far side Varner takes it across the 40 and he'll be knocked down by post and the kicker at about the 40 yard line so a return of 29 yards but let's wait and see what the flag is on the far side and it's a sideline warning against Rittman so the return will stand a sideline warning against one of the assistant coaches for the Ripman Indians. So the Bears will decline the penalty and they'll start at first and 10 at the 45 yard line. Nice return by Jared Varner. Out to the 45 yard line where the Bears will start first and 10, 318 to go in the third quarter. They lead it by a touchdown, 27 to 20. Reber, the quarterback with Stanley lined up right behind him. Jarrett Geiser now out wide to the left-hand side. Receivers out wide on both sides. Reber is going to throw it out in the flat. Complete to Gage Gray. He cuts it to the 50, inside the 50, to the near side, and he's brought down at the 47-yard line. Eight-yard completion on the play for Reber. He's completed his last couple. And that's the third catch of the night for Gage Gray. Second down, eight yards to go. Ball at the just outside the 46-yard line in Ripman territory. Receivers out wide on both sides. Trips to the right for the Bears. Geyser, single receiver out left. Handoff up the middle. It goes to Logan Stanley. And he's knocked down right at the line of scrimmage, but fell forward for maybe about a half a yard. Third short. And it'll be third down and less than a yard. Temperature starting to drop here. Getting a little chilly in this October evening. Third down short for the Bears. Hand off to Stanley. Stanley hit behind the line. And a fake handoff to Reaver. Reaver keeps it around the left-hand side. He's going all the way for the score. What a great fake by Derek Reaver. He runs it 46 yards in for the score. His second touchdown of the night. Boy, what a fake by Reaver. 
The entire Rittman defense, including me, bit on the fake to Logan Stanley, and Reber kept it around the left-hand side and ran it 46 yards in for the score with two minutes to go in this third quarter of play. And the Bears are back up on top of it by two scores at 33-20, to and Ford will come in to attempt the extra point again. Unbelievable fake by Reber. He just had the entire Rittman defense befuddled. Fake, Max Lemon dropped the snap from center and then picked it up and rolled out to the right and tried to throw it into the end zone and ended up throwing it only about five yards before he was hit, and it's incomplete. So the extra point is no good, and with two minutes to go here in this third quarter of play, the Bears are back out in front of it by two touchdowns at 33-20. to 20. Let's take a look at some scores here tonight. Norway on top of Northwestern, 23-6 to 6 in the third quarter of play. Dalton and Smithville, boy, they're playing like their playoff lives depend on it, and it probably does. Dalton leading at 14-13 in the third quarter, and Hillsdale and Chippewa doing the same thing. Hillsdale leading over the Chips 7-3. In other scores, Fairless over Orville 26-7. Garraway blanking Malvern 40-0. No score between Manchester and Indian Valley, and Perry was blowing out Lake 28-0. Meanwhile, East Canton is beating Strasburg 35-21. And it is nothing-nothing. The Indians in Toronto going into the third inning of play, the Indians and the Blue Jays. 33-20, Waynedale on top of this one, and Ford will kick it off, and it is a sideways kick that will hit inside the five, and it will go out of bounds at the one-yard line. Boy, it just kicked right out of bounds, so the second time Ford has kicked it out of bounds tonight, and Rittman will go ahead and elect to just take the ball over at the 35-yard line. Bears have had two penalties tonight, and both of them have been kicking the ball out of bounds. So they'll spot the ball at the 35, and that's where Waynedale will start defensively. Rittman has it first and 10. Ramsire's got 99 yards rushing tonight. Manny Garza has 90 yards rushing tonight. And the Bears lead it. 33 to 20. Moving in motion to the far side is Ringer. Running in the option on the left-hand side is Ramsire. Ramsire invades a tackler, gets it across the 40 to the 45, and he'll be run out of bounds there near the first down marker. And it looks like he may have, well, where will they spot it? Just shy of the first down marker, which would be the 45. They're going to put him out of bounds at the 44. So a nine-yard gain, and that puts... Ramsire over 100 yards tonight. He's got 108 yards on nine carries. Second down and a yard to go for the Indians. Ball at the 44. Minute 53 to go in the third quarter. Clock stopped on the out of bounds. Garza moves to the right. He gets the handoff off the left hand side. He's going to get the first down into Waynedale territory across the 50, and he'll be run out of bounds at the 48 yard line. So an eight-yard pickup by Garza. He's got 98 yards tonight on 16 carries. First and 10 for the Indians. 
with a minute 47. Again, the clock stopped. Stewart comes out wide to the right. Ringer, slot right. Out to the left-hand side is Younts. Ball in the far hash mark. Hand off Garza right up the middle. Across the 50 to the 45. Drags a tackler forward, and he's going to be dropped at the 42. Eight yards on the carry for Garza. That puts him over 100 yards tonight. 17 carries, 106 yards this evening for Manny Garza. To match the output, 108 yards by Todd Ramsire. A minute 20 and running left to go in the third quarter of play. Waynedale on top of it by 13, 33 to 20. Younce out wide right, ringer slot right. Wide left is Stewart. Ball in the far hash mark. Now Ringer's going to move in motion. He'll get the handoff on the far side. Fake handoff. Ramsire's going to keep it himself right up the middle across the 35 into Waynedale territory. Inside the 30, down to the 28-yard line. 14-yard carry by Todd Ramsire. Neither team really is unable to stop the other defensively here tonight. We're under a minute and running left to go in this third quarter. Ball placed at the 29 of Waynedale, first and 10 for the Indians. What started out just a gorgeous night is starting to get chillier and chillier. Trips, excuse me, dual receivers out wide on both sides. Now Yance moves in motion to the near side. Yance is going to get the ball on the jet across the 25 to the 20 to the sideline, pushed out of bounds by Cedric Chupp. Inside the 20, down to the 15-yard line for a gain of 15 on the carry. He's got three carries tonight, 27 yards, and it will be first down again for the Indians with 26 seconds left to go, and the clock stopped on the out-of-bounds, but it's right at the 15-yard line on the near hash mark. Stewart wide left, Ringer slot left. Garza, the running back, behind Ramsire, and now he moves to the right of Ramsire. Younts is out to the right-hand side. Again, fake handoff to the man in motion. Now Ramsire is going to keep it up the middle. Cuts it to the far side, now to the near side. Cuts back, and he's going to be dropped at the 13-yard line after a gain of two. Bears kept up the nice pursuit, and that should be the last play of the third quarter, and it will be as Rippon's going to walk off and talk with their head coach, Levi Nelson, and the clock goes down to triple zeros. We've played three periods of play. Waynedale on the threshold of getting their first victory of the season, and your score, it's the Bears 33, Rippon 20. Deb's Den is your spot for fresh homemade food daily. Experience custom handcrafted sandwiches to your satisfaction. Stop in for breakfast, lunch, or dinner. It's hometown dining at its best. Deb's Den offers quick, easy service from the relaxing, comfortable atmosphere to their carryout service. They work hard to make your meals as delicious as possible. Breakfast hours are Saturday from 8 to 11 a.m. and Sundays 9 to noon. Lunch and dinner hours are Tuesday through Thursday 11 to 8, Friday and Saturday 11 to 9, and Sunday 12 to 3. Closed on Monday, Deb's Den, next to the Bear on Main Street in Apple Creek. Yoder Builders in Orville, your one-stop shop for full-service construction services. Residential or remodeling construction, masonry work, finished basements, and decks. Anything you need to improve your way of life. Yoder Builders in Orville offers uncompromising customer satisfaction on every job. From the ground up to a new house and everything else. Call Yoder Builders in Orville. 
330-684-1050. A member of the HBA and proud supporter of Waynedale Athletics. Well, as we enter the fourth quarter of play, Waynedale on top of it, 33-20. to We'll tell you an interesting stat here coming up after this play. Bears on this one, second down and eight yards to go. Rittman now going from right to left across your computer screen, and they've got receivers out wide on both sides as we are just about set to begin the fourth quarter of play. Bears on top of it, 33-20. to Ramsire with Garza off to the left. Ramsire changing the play at the line of scrimmage. No, he wasn't. Now a fake handoff. It goes off to Garza, throws back to Ramsire in the end zone, and he has got it in the end zone for the touchdown. Well, they ran a trick play where Ramsire started walking away from center, and it was direct snap to Garza. He threw it back to one of the deep backs, Tony Ramsire, the brother of Todd, and he threw it into the end zone for the score. So Todd Ramsire gets the completion, 15-yard completion on the play to Garza for the touchdown, and it is 33-26. And Poston comes in to attempt the extra point, and it is no good off wide left. So it's a seven-point Waynedale lead, 33-26, with 11:54 left to go in the half. For Garza, that was his second touchdown of the night. Tony Ramsire gets the touchdown pass, the brother of Todd, but Garza, or Todd Ramsire, caught it in the back of the end zone. So Todd Ramsire with the reception. So, excuse me, that is his third touchdown of the night for Ramsire. And it is 33-26 with 11.54 remaining in the ball game. Bears, now one interesting stat I wanted to tell you after that play. The Bears have scored 33 points tonight. They came in here scoring 52 all season long. So they have scored 19 less tonight than they had the entire season. So with 11.54 left to go, Rittman will kick it off, Poston, high end over a kick that Barner will take in at his 12. To the 20, right up the middle, 25-30, and he dives forward to the 33-yard line. 21-yard return for Jared Barner. He's done an excellent job on the kick return duties tonight. And it's first down 10 for the Bears at their own 33-yard line. Waynedale looking for their first victory of the year. And would practically guarantee that they would finish out of last place at the conference, which would be a tremendous accomplishment considering the way the season has gone. Now diamond formation for the Bears. First time we've seen this tonight. Moving in motion is Stanley from the far side to the near side. He gets the handoff on the jet across the 35 out to the 37-yard line. Gain of six yards on the carry for Logan Stanley. That's his 30th carry of the night. 195 yards for Logan rushing. We knew he was going to have to carry the ball a lot. Now Jared Varner is going to limp off the field for the Bears. and Chase Murphy will come in for him. 
Jared Geyser in the ball game at receiver. Now Murphy will go out to the left-hand side. Along with Chupp, they'll run the stack formation now. Chupp and Murphy out wide left. Gray and Geyser out wide right. Out of the pistol. Hand off to Stanley. Stanley runs into a tackler right at the 40. And he'll be stacked up and down just shy of the 40-yard line after a gain of two. And it will be third down and four yards to go. Third and four for the Bears. At the 40-yard line with 10.40 to go in the ballgame. A seven-point Waynedale lead, 33-26. Murphy and Chupp out wide to the left. Geyser and Gray out wide right in the stack formations. Ball in the near hash mark. Fake handoff. Reber's going to keep it right up the middle. He's got the first down across midfield and into Rittman territory down to the 49-yard line. 11-yard pickup for Reber, and it's a first down for the Bears. Boy, he has been selective tonight as to when he runs, and it has paid off for him. He's got seven carries tonight for 87 yards. And an update from Cleveland. It is nothing-nothing going into the bottom of the third between the Indians and the Blue Jays in game one of that best of seven. Stack receivers again out on both sides. Reber looking over to the sideline. Wants to get the playoff. Now gets the snap, hands it off to Stanley right up the middle. And he'll struggle forward for a gain of about two to the 47 of Ripman. Probably about a yard and a half, but we'll give him two. And he's a yard shy of picking up 200 yards here tonight rushing. 9.35 left to go in the ballgame. Murphy and Chupp out wide left. Geyser and Gray wide right. They're in the stack, but Murphy and Chupp aren't on the left-hand side. Reber steps up into the pocket, throws across the middle, and it is complete to Geyser. Geyser lateral the ball to Chupp at the 20, and Chupp runs it down to the 10. What a play by Geyser. He caught the ball, ran it down to the 20, saw he was going to go down, and lateral it to Chupp, and he ran it down to the 13-yard line. Wow! Boy, the Bears right now are playing with some confidence that we haven't seen them play with all year long. What a play by Geyser to get it back to Chupp, and the Bears have it first and 10 at the Rittman 13. Trips out wide left for the Bears, Geyser wide right. Reber running the clock down as far as he can until the back judge puts his hand in the air and there it goes now Reber will snap it from center gets the snap fake handoff to Stanley and Reber will keep it around the left end and take it down to the 10 yard line for a gain of 3 second and 7 that was quite a play by Jared Geyser that's probably a play that they have not practiced before and that was Jared Geyser's first catch of the year, by the way, for the 22 yards. Chupp and Varner out wide to the left-hand side. Chase Murphy, single receiver out wide right. Stanley right behind. Reber now moves to the left with eight minutes to go. Handoff 
to Stanley, behind a block, to the five, to the four, to the three, dragging a tackler into the end zone, and it's touchdown Bears! Stanley taking it in from ten yards out. That puts him over 200 yards rushing tonight. And it's his third touchdown of the evening. And with 7.56 left to go in the ball game, the Bears have extended their lead. It's now 39-26. to And Andy Ford will come in to attempt the extra point. Max Lemon, the holder. Good snap. Lemon gets it down this time. Kick is up, and it will be wide left. No good. 7.56 left to go in the ballgame. Your score. It's Waynedale 39, Rittman 26. Make the greener siding choice for your home. Seamless siding from Miller Custom Exteriors. We're the original ABC Seamless guys, and our siding is made of 100% American-made steel, the most recycled material in the world. I'm Miller Custom Exteriors President Lauren Miller. Our slightly obsessive Amish heritage guarantees you a phenomenal siding job, guaranteed, or we'll fix it free. Call Miller Custom Exteriors today for ABC Seamless Siding, the green siding choice. 1-800-589-4905 or visit us online at MillerCustomExteriors.com. Great food and a southern atmosphere. That's at the Fire and Ice Pub, just outside of Fredericksburg. Your taste buds will water when you walk in for their southern pride smoked and boneless wings. But that's not all that's smoked. Try the Fire and Ice Pulled Pork, Beef Brisket, or the Smoked Meat Trio, Pork Brisket and Wings. Go for the Fire and Ice Specialties, the Cowboy and Cowgirl Sunday, Hog Trout, or the Brunswick Stew Bread Bowl. All this and live bands, too, at the Fire and Ice Pub, just west of Fredericksburg on County Road 192. 39-26, Waynedale leads it again by 13 with 7.56 left to go in this ball game. Bears leading it, and Andy Ford will kick it off from left to right. High end over end kick, good kick. Be taken in by Rippens Davis. Davis across the 23 to the 25, out to the 30-yard line, where he is brought down on the play by Gage Gray. 7.50 left to go. And Rittman will take it over at their 32-yard line. Is where they'll spot the ball and mark it. 7:50 left to go in the game. We'll give away our Lem's Pizza star of the game after this. I'm not sure if there's any doubt who's going to be the star of the game tonight. 39-26, Bears on top of it. Going out. Wide right, a pair of receivers for Rittman. Younce now moves in motion to the far side. Fake handoff, Ramsar drops back under a heavy rush. He's going to run it right up the middle. Scrambles out, gets it across the 30, across the 35, almost stumbled and fell down. Spins it across the 40, and he'll be run out of bounds, say at about the 42-yard line. He'll be close to a first down. I think he's going to be just shy of the first down. And now the side judge, who's 50 yards away from it, says, yes, he's got it. So 10-yard gain on the play for Ramsire. And the Indians, who are running a hurry-up right now, down by two scores. Have it first and 10 at the 42. Ramsire throws it out into the flat to Ringer. Ringer across the 45 into Waynedale territory, across the 50 to the 45 and down to the 42-yard line. 16-yard completion on the play from Ramsire to Ringer. 
That's his first catch of the night. And it's another first down, down to the Waynedale 42-yard line. Stewart wide right. Tony Ramsire comes out wide left. Younts slot left. Ramsire fake handoff, fumbled it. Ball loose, but Ramsire, Todd Ramsire, jumps right on top of it at the line of scrimmage. For no gain, it'll be second and ten. Well, that was almost disaster time for Rittman. Second and ten at the 42 of Waynedale. Seven minutes exactly left to go in the ball game. Bears lead it, 39-26. Younts comes out wide to the left-hand side. Ball on the far hash mark. Ramsire, fake handoff, drops back, looks over, now rolls out to the right. Can't find anybody. Rolling to the near side, and he'll be run out of bounds at the 40-yard line. So, boy, the athletic ability of Todd Ramsire showed there as he got away from the heavy rush and ran out of bounds at the 40-yard line for a two-yard gain on the play, and he got the clock to stop. So it's 6.39, and the clock stops. Ball right at the 40. It's third and eight. And now the back judge checking things out. Update from Cleveland. Progressive field. Nothing, nothing. The Indians and the Blue Jays heading into the fourth inning of play. Here it is 39-26, Waynedale. 6.39 to go in the ballgame. Waynedale looking for their first win of the season. Younts goes wide right. Ringer, slot left. Stewart, wide left. Ball in the near hash mark. Now Ringer in motion to the right-hand side. He gets the handoff around the right side, inside the 40, to the 35, to the 30, cuts it to the sideline. He's going to be spun down by Jared Geyser and brought down at about the 29-yard line. 11-yard pickup on the play for Ringer. That's his second carry of the night, and he's got a first down on the play. 6.29 left to go here in the ballgame. Clock stops on the first down. Now they'll put it back and moving. Dual receivers out wide to the left-hand side. Ramsire moves Garza. Ramsire dropped the ball on the snap from center and has to fall down on top of it for a loss of four. Boy, he just did never got the handle on the football. That was, again, almost disaster. That's the second fumble on this drive by Rippon, but they have recovered both of them. 5.55 left to go in the game. Younts wide right. Ball at the 34-yard line. Second and 14. Now Garza moves to the right of Ramsire. Younts in motion. Fake handoff. Now Ramsire's going to keep it and run it to the near side. Under a heavy rush, he cuts it inside the 30, and he'll be dropped at the 28-yard line. Logan Stanley ran him down from behind, and Carson Ledford was right there to help pick up the tackle also. So a six-yard gain on the play for Ramsire, and it will be third down and nine. We're at Smithville next week to take on the Smithies. And then wrap up the season right back here at home the following week against Norway. Younts goes out wide to the right-hand side. Wide left, Stewart. Slot right is Ringer. Carter, the tight end left. 
but lined up in a wing formation. And now Stewart is going to move over to the right-hand side, and Levi Nelson says, we're all confused, we need a timeout. And he'll use one of his three timeouts here in the second half. 4.52 left to go in the ballgame. Your score, Waynedale 39 and Rittman 26. Are you ready to remodel your kitchen or bathroom, but you're worried about lengthy and inconvenient renovations? Then you need Clayzac Kitchen and Bath. Hi, this is Shorty Miller, owner of Clayzac Kitchen and Bath, a family-owned business that has served the area for 20 years. We provide a top-notch renovation from floor to ceiling in a time frame you won't believe and customize everything to your style and taste. Visit us at clayzac.com, that's C-L-A-Z-A-K.com, to learn how to get the kitchen or bath of your dreams. 4.52 remaining to go in the ball game. And we're trying to get some scores here for you. Hillsdale leading Chippewa 14-3 in the fourth quarter. Smithville over Dalton now 28-21 in the fourth quarter. And over at Norway, it is the Bobcats 30, Northwestern 6. Stewart moves in motion to the near side. Ramsire drops back on third and nine. Sets up a screen. Complete to Garza at the 25-20. 15. Jared Geyser's going to grab it. He spins away from the tackle. And Garza runs into the end zone for the score. 28-yard touchdown reception to Manny Garza. And it is 39-32. Garza with his second catch of the night. First for the touchdown, and now comes the all-important extra point. 39-32, posted with Tony Ramsire, the holder. Snap is down, kick is up, and the kick is good. 4.42 left to go in the ballgame, and your score from Waynedale. It is the Bears, 39 Rittman, 33, we'll keep it right here. We've already gone over a few scores with you. As we said, Norway over Northwestern, 30-6. to So that would put Norway up on top of the Wayne County Athletic League, and it would be the Huskies' first loss of the season. But more importantly, it will probably put Norway in a very advantageous position as to being the top team in the region for the second consecutive year. Smithville in the fourth quarter, leading over Dalton 28-21. Fairless blowing out Orville 26-7 in that ballgame. Danville shutting out Loudonville 28-0. Perry blanking Lake 28-0 also. And East Canton over Strasburg 35-21. Triway beating CVCA 21-0. Tuslaw over Tusky Valley 14-6. And Clearport is losing now to Ashland, 20-14 to 14 in the fourth quarter. And no score between the Indians and the Blue Jays. Poston is going to onside kick. He bloops it up the field. It'll be taken in by Carson Ledford at the 32-yard line on a nice over-the-shoulder catch. 4.39 to go, and the Bears have it first and 10, but Rittman has all of their timeouts, or excuse me, two of their three timeouts remaining. And the Bears have it first and ten at their own 32. So for Rittman, they need to stop the Bears here three and out and get the ball back. Now they're going to spot the ball right at the 35-yard line. 
And maybe a makeup call from the fumble at the end of the first half. Chup, wide right. Wide left, excuse me. Jared Geyser, wide right. Trips to the right for the Bears. Hand off to Stanley. Stanley right up the middle. Breaks the tackle. 40 to the 5th. 45 to the 50. And he's going to be hit by Ramsire and drug out of bounds at the 39-yard line. 26-yard run by Logan Stanley. He's got 236 yards here tonight. Four and a half minutes left to go in the ball game and a big first down for the Bears. Clock stops on the first down as they get the chain set, but he also ran out of bounds too, so the clock stays stopped until they snap the ball. Geyser out wide right, Chup slot right. Chase Murphy is wing formation on the right-hand side. Hand off to Stanley. Stanley right up the middle to the 35, to the 30. And he's going to be hit at the 25-yard line and dropped right there at the 24-yard line. 18-yard pickup for Logan Stanley. And the Bears are staying right on the ground. He's got 254 yards rushing tonight. 420 left to go. Ball at the 24-yard line, first and 10 for Wayndale. Bears trying to salt this thing away and pick up their first win of the year. Trips out wide right for the Bears. Chup goes wide left. Single out on the left-hand side. Stanley, the workhorse for the Bears tonight. He's carried the ball 35 times. Will he get number 36? Yep, he will. Off the right tackle, down to the 20-yard line. Gain of four on the play. Stanley good for three more. Second seven, Bears. 258 yards and counting for Stanley. 3.40 to go. And when will Levi Nelson start to use his timeouts? They're down by 6. 39-33 and Rittman cannot afford to give up another score here to the Bears. Whether it be a field goal or a touchdown. A field goal would put it more than a two possession game. Moving in motion to the right hand side. Varner gets it on the right. He's going to be hit from behind and dropped at the 21. So a loss of a yard on the play by Jared Varner. Three minutes to go. 39-33 the score. Bears on top of it. Waynedale's got all three of their timeouts left here in the second half. Third down and eight yards to go. Biggest play of the game right now for Waynedale. Reber out of the pistol, looking to the back judge, trying to milk as much time off the clock as he can. There goes the hand in the air. Stanley moves to the left. Fake handoff. Now it is a handoff to Stanley. Stanley tiptoes his way down to the 15-yard line for a gain of six. So six on the carry. That's 264 yards tonight. And now I believe the Bears on fourth and two will take a timeout. And they will. There's a timeout on the field. 2.14 to go in the ball game. Waynedale uses a timeout. Your score. Well, now they're going to wait. They're going to run as much time off the clock as they can. Matt Zerker is going to milk this clock until the back judge puts his hand in the air. And then they will use the timeout. We're under two minutes to go. There goes the hand in the air. And now Matt Zerker will use the timeout with a minute 50... 
still continues to run. A minute 48 to go in the ball game. Your score, it is Waynedale 39, Ritman 33. The Spidel Funeral Home has been serving the community for over 125 years, providing compassionate and professional services for families when they need it the most. From the first call, the Spidel Funeral Home will walk through the process with you, assisting you in your choices. During trying times, families pull together. Turn to someone that understands family. The Spidel Funeral Home, a name you can trust with service that is endearing. In two locations, on Main Street in Mount Eaton and on Chestnut Street in Brewster. The Spidel Funeral Home, just like family, there when you need them. 1.48 left to go in the ballgame here from Waynedale. 39-33, the Bears have used their first time out here in the second half, so each team will have two timeouts remaining. The Bears looking for their first win of the year, and a first down here would practically salt it away. Reber and Stanley, along with the rest of the Bears, come out, break the huddle around the sideline, and here we go. Trips out wide left. Stanley moves to the left-hand side of Reber on fourth and three. Handoff, Stanley off right tackle. He's not going to get it down to the 15-yard line, and he's stacked up and down after about a yard gain on the play for Logan. So 265 yards tonight. He needed 268, and the Bears turn it over on downs. First and 10, Rittman, and here we go. 39-33, and the Indians have an opportunity to tie things up and maybe win this game with an extra point. But they've got 85 yards to go to do it. 143 remaining and Rittman has two timeouts left. Ramsire with Garza right beside him. Trips to the right. Ramsire rolls out to the right. Looks up the field. Now struggles inside. Rolls to the right. Looking to throw. He's going to be hit. He's going to be dropped. Fumble on the play but it was recovered by Ramsire and a great play defensively for the Bears by Cole Geyser who got the sack all the way back to the five yard line what a big sack for Geyser and the first one of the night by the Bears a minute 29 and Rittman will use a timeout and we will also 129 left to go in the game your score Waynedale 39 Rittman 33. Whether your idea of a perfect home is a charming farmhouse in the countryside or a relaxed family-centered home in a friendly neighborhood, no one understands discerning buyers better than Weaver Custom Homes. We believe that your home should reflect your personality and lifestyle in every detail. Our team will collaborate with you and bring your vision to life to tell your unique story. We invite you to tour our award-winning design center in historic downtown Worcester and get inspired to build a truly custom home. For more information, go to WeaverCustomHomes.com. Boy, a big sack by Cole Geyser knocks Rittman all the way back to the five-yard line, so a loss of ten on that sack. Biggest one of the year for the Bears, and it's second down 20. Back at the five-yard line in Rittman territory. A minute 29, and the clock stopped after the timeout. Rittman has one left. Ramsire. Drops back into the end zone. Looks up the right side. It will be complete. Incomplete. Knocked out of the hands on a nice play by Jared Geyser again. At corner. Knocked it right out of the hands of Stewart and incomplete. Geyser hasn't had a much of a chance to play this year. But boy, tonight, when the opportunity has arisen, 
He's pulled a couple of rabbits out of his hat. 39-33. Minute 22 left to go. Trips to the left for Rittman. Ramsire with Garza right behind him, but Garza's not going to run the football. Fake handoff. Dropping back into the end zone. Ramsire's going to throw it up the middle. It is intercepted by Reber, and he'll just drop down at the 15. Intercepted, second one of the night. Thrown, and we've got a player down for the Bears, but the interception by Derek Reber is going to ice this thing for Waynedale, and let's see who that is. Four. It's Chuck. A minute 12 left to go. In the ball game. 39-33. And the Bears look right now to be in the catbird seat to pick up their first victory of the season. They lead it by six and the interception. Ramsire just overthrew his intended receiver, Stewart. And now Reber over on the sideline after the Bears used a timeout. Bears are using a timeout so that now they can put Reber behind center and just drop to a knee and in the victory formation. There's still a minute 12 left to go and Rittman has one timeout left. Last thing that the Bears need right now is a fumble on the exchange from center. And a final score, Norway defeated Northwestern tonight by a final of 30-6. to six. And the Indians are all tied up with Toronto. Nothing, nothing in the fourth inning of play. We'll have all that. Give away the Lemps Pizza start of the game on the start of the game show coming up after tonight's broadcast. A minute 12 left to go in the ballgame. 39-33, Waynedale. And the Bears are in victory formation. I'm not sure if Rittman is even going to bother using their last timeouts. They've got one left. Reber under center, first time tonight. And he looks back at the referee, gets under center, takes the snap, hits the knee. Reber takes a knee. And is Levi Nelson going to use the timeout? He's got one left. And he's telling his players, nope, let's not use the timeout here. So he will not. So Reber will line up in the victory formation once again. Bears, barring a catastrophe here, will win their first game of the season. Next week we go to Smithville and then come back home and end the season against the Norwayne Bobcats. 30 seconds to go in the ball game. Back judge puts his hand in the air. Reber under center. Gets the snap. Takes the knee. And that should do it. 20 seconds to go in the ball game. And the Bears will win their first game of the season. 39-33. Your final score here tonight as Rittman will not stop the clock. 39-33. Bears win it here tonight. The Bears are now 1-7 and seven on the year. 1-4 and four in the Wayne County Athletic League. Meanwhile, Rittman drops to 0-5 in the conference, and they are 2-6 and six 
overall. Your final score here tonight, Wayndale 39 and Rittman 33. The post-game show is next on UltimateSportsTalk.com. You've been listening to an Ultimate Sports Talk presentation of Wayndale Golden Bears High School Football. Tonight's game has been brought to you by Miller Custom Exteriors, Troyer Signs, Dutch Quality Stone in Mount Eaton, Depth Den of Apple Creek, Weaver Custom Homes, Reber Milk Transport of Apple Creek, Clayzak Kitchen and Bath, Troyer Roofing, The Spidel Funeral Home with two locations, Mount Eaton and in Brewster, Yoder Builders of Orville, The Harvest Market in Apple Creek, The Fire and Ice Pub just outside of Fredericksburg, Ivan Weaver Construction, Murphy's Promotions, the Apple Creek Drive-Thru, Casa de Sassi in Apple Creek, and the Shout Brothers Farms. The star of the game show is next on UltimateSportsTalk.com. The Wayndale Golden Bears hit the road for the final time in the 2016 season next week as they travel north to Smithville. This rivalry has had many turns and upsets, and the Bears look to knock the Smithies out of playoff contention next week. I'm Dave Mitchell. If you can't make next week's game, join us on UltimateSportsTalk.com, beginning with the pregame show at 6.30 and the kickoff at 7. But before that, listen to the most exciting 30 minutes of tonight's game on Golden Bear Rewind at 6. Waynedale travels to Smithville next Friday night at 6.30 on UltimateSportsTalk.com. It's time for the Star of the Game Show, brought to you by Lem's Pizza. On the square in Fredericksburg, celebrating 20 years in business. Order now by calling 695-7111. Now let's go back to the field for a recap of tonight's game and the presentation of the Lem's Pizza Star of the Game. Well, the Bears come away with their first victory of the year tonight here at home as they win it. By a final score of 39 to 33, the Bears are now one and seven on the season, one and four in Wayne County Athletic League play, while the Indians fall to two and six, and they are 0 and five in Wayne County Athletic League play. Boy, it was quite a ball game. The Bears were down at the end of one, 13 to six in the contest, as they ended up being tied at halftime, 13-13. At the end of three quarters, they led it. Heading into the fourth quarter of play, 33-20, to 20, and then they outscored Rittman in the final quarter, 13-6, to 6, to win it by the final score of 39-33 to 33 here this evening. As far as Logan Stanley is concerned, he ended up tonight with 265 yards here this evening. 265 yards on 38 carries tonight. The Bears 52 totes of the football for 363 yards total here this evening, and that was what gave them the victory. You know going into this game, the Logan Stanley was really going to be the guy that was going to carry the ball because Derek Reber ended up with a bruised collarbone, and he couldn't run the football very much tonight. He ended up carrying it just 10 times for 88 yards, but the running game for the Bears, those 52 carries for 363 yards, is really what did it for him tonight, and ironically... They scored 39 points tonight, and I said that during the fourth quarter. That is just 13 less than what they had scored all year coming into this game. They came into the game 
scoring 52 points all season long, and tonight they scored 39. We'll be back to go over some of the stats and to recap the scoring. We'll do that right after this timeout. At Lem's Pizza on the square in Fredericksburg, you can expect a pizza you won't get anywhere else. One of the reasons they're celebrating 20 years in business is they use the finest ingredients combined with friendly hometown service. They not only offer pizza, but great subs, wings, and 24 flavors of ice cream. Eat in or carry out. Lem's Pizza is open for lunch every day at 10.30 and Sundays at 1. Open until 9 on Sunday, Monday through Thursday until 10, and Friday and Saturday until 11. It's not just a pizza, it's Lem's Pizza. Call 695-7111. Well, for the Bears, we already gave you the highlights. 38 carries tonight for Logan Stanley. 265 yards. He had three touchdowns on the evening. Really should have had four because the fumble recovery at the end of the first half of play really was a terrible call by the official. The ball obviously, the fumble was obviously caused by the ground, but nonetheless the Bears end up winning it tonight 39-33. to And Logan Stanley with 38 carries, 265 yards. Derek Reber with 10 carries tonight, 88 yards. Reber through the air, 4 for 7 in the passing department tonight for 67 yards. And those four receptions Well, three of them were to Gage Gray for 45 yards, and then Jared Geyser had the other one. The Bears only had two penalties tonight, and they were both penalties where they kicked the ball out of bounds. And as far as first downs tonight, the Bears garnered 22 first downs here this evening. Leading the way for the Rittman Indians, it was Todd Ramsire. He had 17 carries for 128 yards, but that sack that he had when the Indians had it first and 10 at the 15-yard line, and he was sacked by Cole Geyser, was really a key play to the game, and that was the first sack of the ball game that the Bears had, but it came at a very opportune time. Manny Garza added 106 yards on the ground tonight in 17 carries also this evening. Big interceptions tonight by the Bears. They had two of them, one by Derek Reber, in the contest and won by Cedric Chump and Rittman fumbled the football twice but did not give it up on the turnover via the fumble. So the Bears win it here tonight by a final score of 39-33. to We'll give away our Lem's Pizza star of the game and wrap things up from Waynedale. We'll do that right after this final timeout. 2016 marks the 20th year in business for Lem's Pizza. Lem's not only offers the best in pizza, but also subs, wings, and 24 flavors of ice cream. From the beginning, Lem's Pizza has strived to provide a high-quality product combined with great, friendly, hometown customer service. Lem's Pizza, on the square in Fredericksburg. Open for lunch every day at 10.30 and Sundays at 1. Open until 9 on Sundays, Monday through Thursday until 10, and Friday and Saturday until 11. Order now by calling 695-7111. Well, while we've got an opportunity here, let's check out some final scores around the area, or at least scores that we have on games that are close to being final. Out of the Wayne County Athletic League, Hillsdale beating Chippewa 14-3 in their contest. We already told you that Norway defeated Northwestern tonight by the final score of 30-6. And it was the Smithville game and Dalton. Smithville leading Dalton 28-21 
in the fourth quarter of play. Other scores around the area, Fairless beating Orville in the third quarter, 26-7. to Danville over Loudonville, 28 to nothing in that contest. Perry beating up on Uniontown Lake, 28 to nothing. 35-21, Strasburg losing to East Canton. Triway over Cuyahoga Valley Christian Academy, that's at 21 to nothing also. And Tuslaw beating Tusky Valley. 14 to 6. Well, tonight the Waynedale Golden Bears break through with their first win of the season as they win it tonight by the final score of 39 to 33. Now for the Bears up next, it will be on the road next week at Smithville for the final road game and then the final home game in 2 weeks from tonight as they will entertain the Norwayne Bobcats. And it looks like the Bobcats are going to be the leaders of the Wayne County Athletic League heading into that contest in a couple of weeks. Time now to give away our Lem's Pizza start of the game, and it's a foregone conclusion. We knew who was going to get it, probably at halftime, because at halftime, Logan Stanley had 154 yards rushing. But tonight, he ended up with 265 yards rushing on 38 carries, three touchdowns. Logan Stanley, the winner of our Lem's Pizza star of the game here tonight, he receives a certificate for a large two-item pizza from Lem's Pizza on the square in Fredericksburg celebrating their 20th year in business. Well, a lot of people to thank tonight, especially Sid Klein and Penny Murphy for helping me out with stats here this evening. want to thank them and give them a very big round of applause. Also, to Levi Nelson over at Ritman for helping us out, to Jimmy Miller and also uh, to... Chris Lapish, who's not here tonight, also want to send out our condolences to Chris, whose mother passed away during the week, but to Eric Reby also for helping us out here this evening, and the entire Waynedale administration, to Greg Mitchell, who will be celebrating a birthday tomorrow and his anniversary, and want to thank him for producing tonight's broadcast, but most of all, our thanks to you for listening. I'm Dave Mitchell, reminding you once again the final score here tonight. It was Waynedale 39 Ritman 33. Until next week, have a good night, everybody. You've been listening to the Lem's Pizza Star of the Game Show. Lem's Pizza, celebrating 20 years in business on the square in Fredericksburg. Order now by calling 695-7111. Join us after each and every game for the Lem's Pizza Star of the Game Show. Join us next time for Waynedale Golden Bears football on UltimateSportsTalk.com.